Another uh, episode episode of uh, the Quincy Jones Show. We got the the hottest headlines in pro wrestling to discuss. A little bit of review, but let me, of uh, course, introduce the hostess with the mostest. Doc Lesnar's back in the building. I'm not a hostess, but I am a host with the most who likes to eat toast. And uh, yeah, that's all I got. It was better with just MCs being with hostess. toast. Like Butterbrook, to- no, I almost borrowed from B.I.G. But you guys know what it is, Doc Lesnar, the only hip-hop hybrid, yeah, talk about it, in uh, the worlds of pro wrestling and uh, hip-hop. But uh, yeah, man. And of course, the main host with the most, Quincy Jones, go. This is the Quincy Jones Show, as you said. How you doing, man? I'm all right, man. I am uh, can't talk too much about it, mm-hmm. but I have, I have been uh, recovering quite nicely. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, this is legal, guys. This is legal. NDA's um, involved. Yeah, mm-hmm. shit's real. Mm-hmm. Come holler at me. <laughs> no, but um, other than that, man, yeah, uh, just been trying to keep eyes out on uh, you know, skim through the bullshit of uh, everything that's been residual from all the other weeks. Yeah, yeah. Oh, news wise, uh, you mean? Yeah, news wise, yeah. and just you know, there's again still new accounts popping up of different stuff, and yeah. Other than that, man, just trying to also keep an eye out on just great wrestling so we can talk about it because that's what we're here to do, man. We're here to put over. Great wrestling when we see it. We're going to call out bad wrestling or great or bad booking when we see it. And we're going to praise good booking when we see it as well, man. But mm-hmm. uh, I tell you what, it's not going to be biased. It's not going to be based on who we like and who we don't like because <laughs> here we are talking about let's get tabled with Von Wagner. And yeah, we yeah. didn't give two shits about this guy a couple not, years ago. Not you know at I mean? all. Especially when who's the guy he beat coming in? Oh, L. A night, yeah. Like on the new episode, very first man, like, yeah. like Jesus, they gave man. him yeah. juice, and it's crazy. Juice. Yeah. So, so that that aside, let's uh, let's get into it. I mean, yeah. we got a little bit again, some review. Yeah, of course we got the news, but uh, you, what, you brought up Vaughn, and you yeah. know, I mean, there were some updates from uh, Did you, <laughs> it's, so, yeah, yeah, so, no, okay. yeah, yeah, we'll get, yeah. yeah, I was gonna say from last week. If you guys watched or heard the show, we talked about this big yeah. spot that they ended the NXT with NXT with, I should say, with Braun Breaker and Vaughn Wagner and the steps and the screen going black and oh you son of a bitch and oh he did it, he really did it and all this stuff. Don't and look it at was me. so funny because we were just discussing uh last week about how I wonder how they got the crowd to be cool with that. Like how I wonder what it actually looked like. Yeah, we how is it there's no <laughs> yeah. fan accounts or fan Footage, footage. Of, and the day that episode drops, fan footage comes out. And it's always like every time we drop an episode, we're thinking, okay, everything's good, and we 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 mm-hmm. discussed everything, and it's like, you know, the Bray Wyatt thing, and then a week later, it's like, and Punk is done. You're like, yeah. we just said he was suspended, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. and then it's like, then this, it's like, oh, okay, great. Yeah. So, but yeah, um, I do have an update. I guess I could jump to that. Uh, and as far as NXT, but they did do a recap of the, all the stuff. You see HBK come out. You see Carino's yeah. out there. You hear people audibly saying there's blood that. coming out of his ears. And, you know, they're saying Van Wagner was uh, currently being taken to a local hospital for evaluation. And we will provide an update when available was the tweet or the post on X, uh, yeah. you know. But, uh, yeah, so the uh, – Because the, the video came out. 
Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and clearly, you know, and this is what I've, I'm going to include in because there was a statement Vic, Vic Joseph read. And he said, Following those events of last week on Von Wagner's uh, been diagnosed with, I'm sorry, following those events last week, Von Wagner's been diagnosed with a minor skull fracture. Thankfully, Von was able to move slightly at the last moment to take away full impact. Hmm. Well, it's crazy because I heard that what another report came out that he supposedly was bleeding for reals. Well, I mean, I, I like like like, the, like I the did corner, hear, like a like the edge yeah. of the corner had caught him just a little bit. But maybe maybe it wasn't as bad. Maybe well, it looked worse than out, it was. Well, you remember too? He went. People kept talking about, oh, he was a bloody mess. He yeah, got stretched he, out. His face and, was all wrapped up. Yeah, yeah. But so, I thought that was for effect because I'm like, oh, it's just like his. His pictures, right, when he was younger? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And they said, uh, however, due to his history of brain and skull surgeries, a timetable for recovery is yet to be determined, but he's being closely monitored by the mm. leading specialists and WWE staff. So, uh, and, Interesting. Yes, and I could probably come off of that a little bit, probably too. Probably could. Yep, uh, but I do need to go back because there was a big match that kicked off the show, but just, you know, because we brought up Von Wagner. But um, Baron Corbin had an in-ring segment. Here's some ups and downs from it. I like the new theme song, uh, but wish he'd stick to a theme for a change. You know, yeah, he needs to stop um, switching up. Yeah, and then the down is I know he keeps talking about burning all the ships, but there's literally a silhouette of what looks like a savage pirate ship, like in the Titan Tron. And I'm just like, that's a that's a no for me, dog. See, like, like that's it's funny because when he's saying like, burning ships, I'm thinking he's talking about like, uh, isn't it like a a Viking? Yeah, um, that's ritual what, with like the right? funerals, right? Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Like he's trying to or just burn it down shred, to start again. Like yeah, shed all yeah. the old persona and put it on that boat and burn that. Yeah, yeah, and see what comes out, kind of thing. Like, so if he had a that instead of a pirate ship, that'd be kind of yeah, like, at least better. But but yeah, he picks up a mic, says he usually comes out and he and the crowd exchange mutual dislike for each other. But this week's different. He describes witnessing you know Braun crushing Vaughn's skull from ringside. He says he doesn't like Vaughn. He won't pretend to, but admits that you know his personal journey with the head trauma is real. He uh, talks about how Braun took advantage of that and how I'm not, you know, I'm not a doctor by any means, but it, I, it doesn't take one to know that Vaughn won't be the same again. It says he has something to say to Braun and, uh, and tells him to come to the ring. Braun enters on the ramp with a mic, but Baron just cuts the music right away. And he says, you know, um, I don't know how to put your actions in the words. And then he was like, it was freaking awesome, man. I, you know, I knew which he was is, swerving. Yeah, because yeah, he's done worse. <laughs> yeah, and Breaker kind of buys into it. And he's like, yeah, yeah. And they're just kind of like, you know, as he gets closer to the ring, it's like they're verbally like chest bumping about it, basically. And then Braun, you know, he does chuckle it up, but then he cuts the act and he calls him an idiot. And then says, I didn't do what I did last week to get your approval. I did it because Vaughn put me through a table to try to end my career. Or, or, or so I wanted to end his career is what he said. Mm. And he says, um, I didn't just like the chaos, the turmoil and fear I created in the arena last week. I loved it. Uh, Baron says he appreciates that Braun isn't afraid to get his hands dirty and it'll help him get far in the business. But clarifies, you know, I came out here to be nice and I was going to offer to pay your fine. But, you know, he kind of sees how he's fired up and, you know, he kind of mocks his accomplishment for ending someone's career by saying, have you ever ended an, an Olympic gold medalist career at WrestleMania? Which I was like, that's mm. a legit fucking claim. Mm. And then he does poke fun at Gable Stevenson, um, Stevenson, I should say, as yeah. his name, because he has been. I mean, the, the it's part of my news, thing. but yeah, but yeah. he has been officially removed from the roster. I did, I did hear that. Yeah, but I'd also heard that he he had a uh, he he had been working the house shows, like he <sighs> like he had gotten his first win against Dante Chen. From what I what I could ascertain, and I might be totally wrong. Is I feel like they were working with him. They didn't see the promise, and he was getting closer. And they said, "We're gonna have you work with a guy that we trust, Baron Corbin, 
And I just don't think they liked what they got and decided, okay, we we might have buyer's remorse here. You know? Yeah, I'm sure, or, they, I'm sure at this point they are going to cut Yeah, but what or... sucks because he's got the look more than Kemp. But yeah, Kemp's got especially the because I down, just saw like, Kemp's like update look. I'm like, whoa, you just, yeah, you just you you just don't care. Yeah, um, but, yeah, <laughs> yeah. With the, but, mm-hmm. but like, what I will say is like, what does suck about that situation is I heard that he pulled out of like uh, a couple of like yeah, like yeah. like a contest mm-hmm. where I, I don't know if he'd be um, representing or if he was going to be trying to place to qualify or something. Yeah, but he did that in obviously favor of continuing the wrestling and then them to be like it's just not gonna work out but i did hear though that there's one he didn't want to miss so i wonder if that's what it is is he's Mm. just they maybe cut his or release him from his contract quietly so he so he can go yeah maybe i don't know if yeah if he's uh, not supposed to be like yeah that could be something that they work out i could see that being something mm -hmm. they do but uh uh, baron goes uh you know you you say you're meaner than evil you want to talk about evil i stood toe-to-toe with undertaker at madison square garden because Mm. he's on a higher level or because i'm on a higher level than you and uh, you should covet my respect instead of spitting on it. Braun cuts him off, says he doesn't care about his accomplishments or his respect. There's only one thing left to do. That's me versus you at no mercy. Do yourself a favor. Call your family, your friends, your loved ones, because I'm going to leave you. Uh, you're going to leave the exact same way Vaughn did last week. And Baron says, number one, I'm not Vaughn and smacks the hell out of Braun, <laughs> who returns fire. And then, of course, this escalates to a brawl and security. Rushes Damn, so we never got a number two? <laughs> nope. Yeah, it was like, you got a lot mm-hmm. to learn. Number one, I'm not Vaughn. <laughs> just smack. I was like, I like that. So, but uh, I'm gonna back it up to the first match. It's uh, the number one contenders match. Ilya Dragunov taking on Wesley. Ups, high intensity action right off the bat between these two. Uh, you know, there's even a point where you know there's there's a like the physicality continues during uh, picture in picture, which you don't usually you know usually that's reserved for rest holds and work holds and. It it continues, and I like that a lot because it, especially being the opening match, it, it made it feel like wanna, a big it deal. It makes you want to const- uh, instead of change the channel. Yeah, it makes you continue on watching. Yeah, yeah. Uh, some notable sp- or uh, I'm just saying, my bad. A down would be the break occurring so early into the match, and again, I, I I admire the action continuing, but three minutes into the match, and it's a big match, and that's when you want to do that. They've been doing you know? that a lot on uh, AEW as well. Yeah, and then there's also yeah. a spot where. Uh, he hits Ilya with a super kick, mm. like pretty stiff, and he goes to fall back, but like stops his fall with one hand and pushes off, mm. right? And so there's a spot where he does that, and when he when he tries to push off the mat to get to his feet, Wes is already in the air and like stomps him, Ooh. right? But later on, he does the same exact spot, but it's basically he, like he pushes off and it turns into like a wind up lariat, I like, saw like that Wardlow. I, and yeah. I've never seen him do that so I, I before, that. so it felt redundant a little bit. I, well, I saw it online, and everyone were like, "Man, I thought he was trying to." counter this into a, an arm drag yeah that's what it seemed like yeah, almost so, so, so i saw yeah i saw that and i was wondering what the context was i was like damn he dropped that dude yeah and then at one point west does the corner to corner uh tope con hilo and like yeah. in my opinion misses the shit out of him but you know mm-hmm. Ilya sells like a million bucks and i was just like why would you do that but uh mm-hmm. here's some good spots Snap German suplex to Wes onto the commentary table. It does not break. Um, at one point, Wes counters a lariat attempt by Ilya with possibly the most believably timed Spanish fly I've ever seen, to be honest with you. Awesome. Um, Ilya counters the cardiac kick by lifting Wes into a power slam position, but of course oh, nice. he turns it into a uh, satellite DDT. But the finish is Wesley kicks out of the H-bomb forearm, I guess is what he's calling it, the H-bomb, that like running, diving, you uh, know. When you say, yeah, I, I went straight to Harris Brothers when you said that. Yeah, right, yeah. And then <laughs> I was counters. Like a one man? Yeah, right. 
that's what I was thinking. Uh, but yeah, Wesley kicks out of that and then counters a torpedo mask Moscow with a jumping knee strike. But the impact causes Ilya to rebound off the ropes uh, before he hits the forearm smash to the back of Lee's neck for the win. Uh, so tough, Mello, that's a tough spot. Yeah, definitely. Mello enters on the ramp to uh, raise his belt and exchange words from afar with his no mercy opponent. So right. there's that. Uh, we also had this. Um, Weird six man, uh, Briggs Jensen and Miles Bourne versus Dempsey Gulak and Kemp. Now you talked to me about this, and you know we were texting about it. I did not know who Miles Bourne the whole thing was, but I remember they kept calling him Miles in the. I think I told you about this guy who was a towel guy but didn't bring yeah. water, and so I didn't realize that. You know, I don't know if maybe I missed something. I don't know if it was on level up, but I didn't mm. see this interaction last week where. I mean, I. I I didn't bring up the segment they had, so but apparently yeah, Fallon. Yeah, nothing. Then yeah, you, I usually do the same. I just kind of yeah. leave it as is. And so, I thought it was just more about Kemp uh, assimilating into the crew. Mm-hmm. You know, not anything about Miles. But it, I guess the story that they were trying to tell was Fallon gave like felt like she can give him a chance or something. I, I don't know why Fallon is the end all be all, but whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, this is what I'll say: it was a fun tandem offense shown as always by Briggs and Jensen. But the finish comes where the match kind of breaks down. All six men are on the floor, and then uh, Miles. You even see him pull Fallon out of harm's way of an incoming Damon Kemp before he turns on Jensen by slamming his head into the post, and then Kemp hits a rock bottom neck breaker for the win. Basically. Yeah, I, saw, I was like so. It just seemed like a lot to get there. Well, well, the thing is, it's like it, it's, it, his move in the game is it's like a butterfly suplex neck breaker, huh? So Where he picks he lit, him up and then like yeah, and then, he picks so him up. So it's like up, the Canadian neck breaker, but with a butterfly. Yeah, okay. but it's like an instant. It's no weight, no hesitation. Oh, okay. And yeah. then post match, Miles joins Kemp, Dempsey, and Briggs in the ring for a post match celebration. We see Fallon on the ramp, looking I guess conflicted or betrayed. I don't know. Yeah, but, I saw yeah, that. that. That was the whole because deal. I saw the uh, the whole like oh let me get you out the way type you know the, mm-hmm. that whole thing too. So I was like, what's going on? I'm like, who's this cat? And that's <laughs> why. That's why I, when I saw the footage online, I was like, let me go troll Doc real quick. Yeah, you were like, this. have fun with. I was like, who the fuck is that <laughs> i i was like thinking about i'm like either either i haven't been listening when he's talking or because i don't know who this miles cat is so yeah. that's why i was like i man. didn't know he had a last name so like, that's why i was like and when i saw him i go that's oh, true that's, that's hey, the hey, weak with... fuck from the club <laughs> that's all i felt about hey, that was great thank you oh yeah thank nah. uh we get a chase you pre-tape uh yes, we, we see andre dismisses class he advises him to take notes on becky versus tiffany and then ask duke if he's seen thea last week and uh he expresses some concern and asks if he could reach out to her he agrees and says Yes, he's in her terrible 20s, which is that I got a kick out of that. He explains their besties and then checks his phone to see that Thea has stopped sharing her location with them. That's an iPhone thing, uh, which we I, I, then I know, s- I know what it is. Okay, which we then see reenacted in real time somehow in another scene with Thea and JC, which I didn't care for. Uh, the pair get approached by two random dudes. It's clearly like a back room somewhere or like a like a, a place where like you entertain people like for a mixer or something like it was not like a actual club or anything so that's why i was like what is this this isn't a bar you know oh i know what i know what like, area you're talking about yeah exactly yeah. exactly right and uh but yeah they get approached by two random dudes who seem interested in jc before realizing she's hanging out with thea and then they kind of mock her for quote hanging out with little girls and then ask if you know Thea has her, uh, you know, permission, to, her mom's permission to be out this late. And JC punches one of them. Thea turns to the other one and yells, I'm a grown ass woman and I don't need permission. And then attacks him and kicks him in the balls. JC Jane, right? That's what we're talking yeah, J- about. Yeah, JC Jane and Thea. That's so weird that they're 
Hang yeah, on. it's you know it's the classic bad girls trying to corrupt the good girl thing. Okay. And they send the guys packing before Thea tells uh, JC she's tired of the way she looks and wants to go shopping next week. So I'm sure a bad girl makeover is on the on like, the horizon. Where the fuck are your colors? <laughs> yeah, I would say they're gonna have to blank it out. But yeah, right. Chase is being pissed off. Where is you? <laughs> yeah, where is your your uh, trademark or your traditional team? <laughs> yeah, brand? I was about to say I'm like you are by far. Violating the dress code. Yeah, yeah, word. Uh, we <laughs> yeah. get Lyra Valkyria taking on Dana Brooke with Kalani Jordan in her corner. Up, so I will say it's a good warm-up match for Lyra after her tag match at Rhea and Dom. Downs would be Dana does uh, this leg sweep counter. and You know when someone's on the top rope and you sweep their leg and they come? They, they, Trent Barrett Beretta does all the time. Yeah, the back you know, the, into the, yeah, the, the shoulders. Front, yeeah, the front, right? uh, front yeah. bump. Yeah. She overshoots the leg sweep. Like she, I think, really Does like she pulled the rope. Like miss the. It looked like she flat back from the top rope. Oh. Like her head, the back of her head brushed oh. the turnbuckle, but she didn't act like she had a concussion or anything. But it looked like a rough like bump. The, like the, the buckle may have saved her. Like, yeah, well, like that's the thing. It really, it but no, nah, but like it, it like maybe her ponytail brush it i wouldn't even say like it, it looked that, rough as soon as you said that i was i was thinking of the worst i'm like don't i was like did she like just like hit the back of her neck on the top of the buckle instead of her back and I, then, then you're like no it was just a, oh so she didn't even barely it looked make like no she almost yeah like, yeah it, all, like damn near not her like, drift her drift off of it. yeah for <laughs> her sure drift bounce off uh, of but it. the finish like, comes where uh dana goes for that handspring back elbow she misses and walks right into a spinning back kick from lyra followed by a frog splash for the win uh post-match lyra offers a handshake which dana accepts but as soon as she turns the at the ring Brooke starts to advance on her from behind but Kalani she was also in the ring and kind of wrangles her from her waist to stop her from doing it but nothing like you know came from this like she didn't feel like oh you know I'm now you're gonna get the forearm or whatever it is she was gonna yeah, get because she, she's trying to be like her mentor or whatever right yeah, yeah exactly like, well why would you don't get your hands off me girl uh there's a backstage segment with Roxanne Perez talking to new talent in the locker room about because the uh NXT Women's Breakout Tournament is coming back. Mm, so she talks okay. about the opportunities that come along with winning the tournament, obviously from experience. And then we see Lola Vice, who's finally on screen. We've seen her thirst trapping for months. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and uh, she's with Electra Lopez. So it's just always mm. feels like a, you know, oh, they, they, next Spanish person next to Electra Lopez. Because it was Valentina. Take him under your wing. Yeah. Should be all, yeah, you know, but she, they accused Roxanne of causing problems in the locker room, which felt like a shot to me. Uh, after a caddy exchange, Lola challenges Roxanne to a match next week that's fine uh we get dom mysterio <laughs> and carmelo hayes have a backstage segment uh dom runs into Melo again and says man we got to stop running into each other like this and compliments them on quote unquote being original you know for having Ilya and west fight it out for contendership which is exactly what he did as guest referee with dragon yeah. lee and mustafa Melo tells dom uh he, you know nothing about originality it reminds him you know you had to finesse the match to make sure dragon didn't win as he's already beaten you before but let's talk about it dom says no i want to talk about you losing to Ilya at, at no mercy and he says check the stats i've already have a win over Ilya, and we'll see who's still champion after no mercy because uh to be honest dom you're not cut like that mm. dom says he's the a champion now and Melo <laughs> challenged him to put it to the test next week to which he says i'll go talk to mommy and he goes yeah go talk to mommy <laughs> it's funny <laughs> but uh and then later Melo walks in uh on trick watching because there was a pre-tape with uh Joe Gacy and Ava, which I'll get into because it's very interesting. Yeah, everyone um, was saying that whatever it was. I didn't see it, but it said it, it kind of points that I guess the, the GYVs may be done. Yeah, because October's around the corner. 
Yeah, I think and, that that was their yeah. whole thing. And Those actually, I'll, update, right? I'll, yeah, I'll just get into it because it was a pre-tape and it's very short. You just see Joe and Ava are shown outdoors staring at a twisted-looking tree when Joe says, Ava, your loyalty is comforting, but it's clear in the light of day that our tree is dying. And she goes, four roots turn to two, but there's still room to grow. And he goes, no. This tree is rotten. It's withered away, and now we stand all alone, more isolated than ever before. And they just kind of both place their hands on the bark of the tree, and it kind of like is a close up on the hands. So just, just a look of reflection. Yeah, almost. You know. So, uh, but going back to Mello, yeah, Trick is watching that pre-tape, and Mello walks in, and you know he. Trick passive aggressively says, you know, they might be strange, but I could relate to you know feeling on my own, which triggers Mello to go. You know, reconfirm the friendship with Trick before segueing into, you know, facing Dom next week. Trick notes the numbers game, you know, of Judgment Day in the past because they've ran into him and says, hey, you know, you want be like the old times. You need some extra help. But he reassures that he's got a handle on his own, which kind of gets an interesting reaction from Trick. And then we see Wes walk into the locker room behind them, slightly eavesdropping a bit. But Mello reminds Trick, hey, man, you're the one that wanted to, you know, like we're, we're still friends, but you want us to do our own thing. And Trick says, yeah, I did say that, but I didn't mean it like this way, you know, in the sense of like I think the way Mello's kind of uh, received that, you know. And yeah, he's just remind- kind of handling business on his own without like Trick, who's usually – his yeah, got man. the best yeah seat in the house, and yeah. he reminds uh, Trick reminds me because well you know outside these walls it's still Trick Mellow Gang and they kind of exchanging you know like a dap and a, like a you know the half hug bring it in kind of thing uh, on a positive note and we see Wes uh, he removes his nameplate from his locker and throws it in the trash and then leaves with his bag. Which was very interesting. And what, Wes really, uh, his? Yeah. Oh, okay. No, his own, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. And again, just being in the background. Mm. And uh, that leads to this thing where it's like a lot of stacked, you know, fucking backstage segments. It's weird how they did it. But basically, Wes is shown heading towards the exit where his wife is standing near the door waiting for him. And he says, Ilya was the better man tonight. And I told myself if I, was, if I wasn't going to know mercy, that I'm going to go home. Then he explains he cleared his locker out and I'm done. And then he just exits the building. And then right away, there's a fight that breaks out between Blair Davenport and someone that's in a hoodie, much like, you know, what Blair used to do when she attacked people. Yeah. It ends up being Gigi Dolan, which is, the, I guess, the you know, add to their weird interaction last week. And then Mustafa Ali's interview backstage about Dom's conduct as a referee in his match last week when he's interrupted by Dragon Lee. And after they have some back and forth and some, you know, Lee or Ali does a lot of political style dancing around questions, which I really liked. Uh, but M- Mustafa tells him he'll get the first shot if he, if when he becomes, uh, you know, the next champion. So just knock that out real quick. But uh, yeah, um, Becky Lynch. Yep. Backstage segment. Uh, she says, it feels so good to be home. The last few weeks, I've been reflecting on my time in NXT. And while I while I was here, it was really just about surviving but about and about working harder than everybody else just to get a seat at the table, just a little crumb. But I don't think anyone for a second, uh, single second, believed I was championship material. I'm not doing that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was no. like, it's been a while. Because no, like, <laughs> to be honest, I didn't understand what she was saying. Something about, in my little teeth or whatever she said. Uh, Look at me now 10 years uh, after I started. And ain't nobody able to doubt me now. I'm still passionate than ever, more so. Still as hungry as ever, more so. So I'm here, the man, ready to right those wrongs and walk out of here tonight, the new NXT Women's Champion. Then Kiana James interrupts and says, I'm not lost. I'm just here to tell you I don't want you here. I don't want you as champion. You're lucky it's not me versus you tonight or I'd send you back to Raw empty-handed. So she says, I'm going to take that as an application for an ass-whooping when, <laughs> Whatever, I become, loser. Yeah, yeah, when I become the next NXT Women's Champion. Kiana, the man is coming around to NXT a whole lot more and that's not good for you. And I then, mean, she took the L last week. You ain't got nothing to say. Yeah, yeah. no, exactly. 
and it, and it wasn't even like it was a bad match. He just Skedaddle. lost. You yeah, know? you were just you weren't not the better woman that night. That's yeah, it. and and uh, but later on, Becky is also approached in the locker room prior to a match by Lyra Valkyria, and I, I think they might know each other from prior because she offers her congratulations for her victory over Dana Brooke, and then she encourages her, uh, encourages her to keep making everyone at home proud. And then Lyra asks Becky to do her a favor and please win the title tonight, and then Becky tells her to uh, do her a favor and keep on killing the game and leave. So which I, I thought was a really good like um vet and mm. and you know uh i don't want to say just rookie, just just but, an acknowledgement but, kind of like what they did with taker and like john cena yeah yeah very true yeah on smackdown like mm-hmm. and then uh we get tyler bay taking on axiom uh it's part of the group a heritage invitational match uh ups are a metaphor shown sitting in their normal section as well this time they have some sort of safari theme where you see noam dar you, you've seen those uh, Halloween costumes where it looks like you're riding a horse, but yeah, you, yeah it's just a whole body. Yeah. yeah, it was like him on top of like I think a camel or an elephant or something like that. And he's wearing a safari hat yeah, and all that yeah. stuff. Um, and then we do see the other competitors are shown watching the match from I guess a viewing party type of room. So, uh, but um, a few good spots. Or I'm sorry, let me go back to the downs. Uh, match is a little less explosive than I expected it to be. And then at one point, Axiom executes a triangle moonsault from the turnbuckle to the floor, a lot like Malachi does, and barely makes contact with Tyler. You know, I'm just I, I don't like unsafe spots, you know, so that's always going to be a down for me. And then a commercial break, not a picture in picture, a commercial break, only two and a half minutes into the match, which I felt like undermined the whole build of the match because it got into a really good groove. Like, Notable spots, Tyler kicks out of a crucifix pin by Axiom by deadlifting him up to his feet and hitting a very impressive airplane spin. Um, Axiom counters uh, the running shooting star press by Tyler with a triangle choke, and then he also counters the rebound lariat that Tyler does with a Spanish fly, and then the diving European uppercut he usually does from the mid-rope, he countered that with a rear naked choke. Really good stuff. And then he actually countered another airplane spin with a poison run, like he... Axiom was was on it. Like, you know, he, he wanted to make sure people remembered him for sure. But he counters a, a Tyler driver with a Hurricane Rana only for Tyler to use the momentum to bounce off the ropes and hit the uh, that rebound lariat he went for earlier. And then he follows with the Tyler driver for the win and to get two points on the board. Uh, post-match, um, we see Butch is interviewed because he's supposed to face him next. And so he says, everybody knows that me and Tyler go way back. The finals of the UK championship tournament, the 2017 match of the year at takeover Chicago. We even had a tryout match together. I'll go even further. Tyler's first match at 15 years old. I was his opponent, but I'm not here to reminisce. I'm back in NXT to prove I'm the baddest man in all of WWE. And nobody brings out the bruiser in me more, more than you, Tyler. So let the best man win, but you already know next week is fight night. And I just really love this. Cause I'm like, we haven't seen you guys mix it up in a while, so I mean, I was just a gonna, lot of growth, you know. Yeah, I mean, I was. It's funny because right before you mentioned, I was just reminiscing. I'm like, yeah, I remember the, the the finals for the the UK, mm-hmm. and then how he just fucking, just fucking attacked the yeah, shit out dude. of him, dude. Yeah, yeah. And he I had was much shorter hair. I was too, saying, that was young Pete Dunne too. Yeah, yeah. clean baby face. And, like before know, you realize, yeah. I want this beard to stay. <laughs> and, and, and the thing is too is like, and it's funny now because we're probably like, oh duh, you know what I mean? I found out uh, when they were, they were doing the whole British Strong Style thing mm-hmm. with uh, them two and uh, you know Trent Seven. Yeah, their whole thing was they they were trying to do the whole Peaky, Peaky Blinders thing. Ah, and that I was like, makes a lot more sense, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah I was yeah, like, yeah. I was like, oh, okay. Well, that's why I work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know no, I mean? definitely, so, yeah. definitely. Uh, and then we got another invitational match, uh, Group B. It's Nathan Frazier. It took on Akira Tozawa. High speed action between these two, very capable high flyers, obviously with differing in ring styles. Uh, but the finish comes where Frazier hits a superplex and rolls into a twisting suplex for the win and get two to get two points on the board. Much like you know that 
Superplex Falcon Arrow combo. Yeah, no, right? I see, yeah, it's in the game actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Joe Coffey is interviewed backstage with Gallus at his side, and uh, he's interviewed about you know his next match being must win, um, and because I think it's against. Duke Hudson and he says Duke Hudson's the only one standing in my way and I plan on slapping him about and then uh, I'm going to topple group B with the most points then go on to no mercy and snatch the heritage cup Duke is literally nearby <laughs> you know in the background you see him holding his trophy like oh really you know and uh, he steps up and says you know I'm not good with numbers but I had a chase you student crunch them for me and I learned that uh, because of Nathan's win just a few moments ago uh, if I beat you next week it'll lead to a three way tie for the winner of group B and says maybe my my next nickname should be the spoiler before chuckling at all of them and walking off. I'm not too sure what that was a reference to, but you know, that's who's fighting next week, I guess. Uh, match announcements. Speaking of no mercy uh, matches have been announced as well, but next week we got Dom Mysterio taking on Carmelo Hayes in a champion versus champion, not belts on the line, just champion. Yeah. Versus just, champion. just a feature match. Yeah. Lola vice taking on Roxanne Perez. Uh, we have a group a match, Tyler Bate taking on butch and we got a group B match, Joe coffee versus Duke Hudson, as we just mentioned. And for no mercy so far, we have no M dar versus the winner of that invitational tournament. Uh, Dom Mysterio defending against Mustafa Ali, Carmelo Hayes defending against Ilya Dragunov, and of course, like we that uh, was set up earlier, Baron Corbin versus Braun Breaker has been made official. And then we get to the main event: Becky Lynch taking on Tiffany Stratton. This match was a little shorter than I thought it'd be. It was thirteen it, and a half minutes. I heard it was a good match, though. It was, but there were a few. I don't want to say botches because no one got dropped, no one messed anything up. There was, was like a little timing issues or something. Timing and. Once it happened during PMP, which there shouldn't have been a PMP for this. Becky Lynch is on fucking TV for NXT. You don't need to be doing that, right? In my opinion. Yeah. And yeah. the fact that it came in at two minutes and 22 seconds to the match. It, it's like, yo, well, what are you doing? Uh, like, I will say that AEW did the same thing with their main event. Yeah. I don't get what it is with these shows bookending these PMPs. Like, in, a, in picture in picture, for those that are not understanding what I mean by that. PIPs. Yeah, PIPs, I guess. Um, well, I put P... N P, you know, so but yeah. Oh, I N, yeah. But ups, I will say, formal championship introductions. Uh, there's several welcome home chants breaking out just moments after the bell rings for Becky, and there's a nice tit for tat filling out process with both ladies pulling out like matrix bridge type of counters. You know, like one does it to the other, like Tiffany does it, and yeah. then does a evasive cartwheel, and then mm. and then goes for the pin, and then Becky goes springs out of it doing the same bridge and then she does her own cartwheel like you know what you could do i okay, can do like you know? tit for tat. yeah definitely good stuff man and then the downs i will say there was a boss man slam spot that all it was was i think they got lost where they're exchanging and i think tiffany might have gone to do a irish whip early and becky's not feeding her her arm mm. you know and so there's a lot of veteran becky having to direct traffic when it got weird you mm. know and to the naked eye it looked like a brawl but if you know you know is what i'll say so um and yeah and and, and there's a lot of reset if that makes it not a lot but twice they, they i mean what it is is you're looking for body language is what it is that's what it, yeah, yeah and then exactly. and then there's also Kind of like the rhythm check mm -hmm. because there's a rhythm to, to wrestling. Thousand percent, yeah. yeah you know, so. But uh, spots include a diving shotgun drop kick by Lynch. Uh, we see a sky high and a perfect picture, uh, perfect picture, a picture perfect swanton bomb by Stratton. Like that shit was probably was, was a per hard. perfect yeah. picture. But I'll, this is what I what surprised me is the fact that both Booker and Vic called it a swanton bomb because I'm thinking, oh, okay, well, it wasn't mm. never called that until Jeff called it that. And, so. and even when people 
that aren't Jeff do it. They don't call it a swanton bomb. They call it a senton bomb. Exactly. Uh, we get a Danielson special uh, butterfly suplex to the you know cross arm uh, you know by Becky in the middle of the ring. Good you know good awareness. Running basement uh, cave in stomp that Tiffany does for two. Uh, at one point, Lynch fights off a manhandle slam attempt by. Um, uh, by Tiffany, and then uh, she actually counters the PME with a. So she goes to do the bounce, and she runs behind her and does your old move. And I will always say that the, the, the springboard the Russian, Russian leg, leg sweep. sweep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, see, so we see. So this was weird. Is Tiffany goes to try to put her through the announce table. Becky is able to get out of it. And then she does that diving leg drop she does, but there's no give to the table. Like, it does not Oof. break, but she jumps off right away, rolls her back into the ring, then hits another diving leg drop for oh, a very near fall. That's how you do that. Exactly. And then, uh, you know, it gets to Tiffany counters the disarmor, which I totally forgot that's what it's called, uh, by deadlifting her onto her shoulder. Like almost like a chingona bomb, oh, and just shit. like sends her to the you know to drop on onto like to crash land on her feet you know on the floor. Oh, okay. But uh, yeah, I mean it, it was um, very interesting. Like I've never seen someone do that from that move. And then we did see a sit out power bomb. It looked like a I mean, uh, Batista you, bomb. You I'll wouldn't say know by her it. to have that kind of strength. No, do that either, exactly. Yeah. yeah, she looks tall, but she doesn't I mean, go. She's yeah, not she, Bianca. She's not. She's very press athletic. slamming and hanging yeah. verticals. She's not she, doing she that. She does yeah. the flips and all that too. 100%, so, yeah, yeah. so it's like yeah, the the, the arm strength, uh, the upper body strength. That's, yeah, yeah that's you're awesome. thinking more like flexibility, dexterity, uh, uh, you know, agility with Tiffany, not so much like powerhouse. But then so, again, yeah. depending on what other gymnastics she's into, yeah, there's a lot of upper body, body strength. strength. Goes, yeah, yeah you're right. That, so especially yeah, but the finish comes where Tiffany does. It is a nice finish. I liked it. She hits the rolling fireman's carry then goes for the pme lynch rolls out of the way so she has to alter her landing mm. but the way she lands is on her heels which makes her have to back roll like back somersault so once he gets she gets to her feet she like becky just rushes over so as soon as she gets up she gets her in the manhandle slam oh, okay. one two three for the win nice. and uh yeah i mean this was a really fun match i mean obviously with the interaction with kiana i'm sure she's you know the, the expectancy was her to stay around but i have uh read that there is uh she's set to stay around to kind of like Dolph ziggler when he beat braun and stuck around to put him over clean i mean you know? I, honestly, so same thing when you think about like everything that becky's done already i mean She's at that yeah that I mean, point she, in her career to give back, bro. I mean, she was she just was tag champions with Lita, a yeah, returning Lita, yeah. I mean, oh, After and that's the years, other thing you know is now saying? she's a Grand Slam champ. See, to oh, her, okay, you cool. imagine? Oh yeah, she the, was the last one. Yeah, everyone kept saying they're like, yeah, she finally mm-hmm. can join the 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 other horsewomen. Yeah, yeah, and, and yeah. what's crazy is too. Yeah. I'm just thinking. Wow, that's a lot of pressure for your kid, man. Like, like you know, like yeah, your parents are Grand Slam champions, double you, Grand you, Slam. Yeah. <laughs> Triple, uh, yeah, like we expect nothing less. <laughs> it's like it's like fucking uh, the, the the Roman. It's a triple double power bomb. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, that was NXT man. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't sound like a too bad episode. Uh, probably had to, not bad. Yeah, I mean, there's like you said, probably some stuff you you trimmed out because you're like, well, that's a whole lot of nothing. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, let me get into uh, lighting of this fuse. Um, that is dynamite. You ready? Yeah. So we started off with uh, Moxley versus Big Bill, and this was for the international championship. Mm-hmm. Uh, this defense actually stemmed from an incident that happened on oh, Collision. Yes, I saw that, uh, yeah. Where, yeah, Brian Danielson was getting jumped by Ricky Starks and Big Bill, and then Mox kind of came down for the save, which I think was his first time. Uh, does that make him a collider? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who, Brian? Mox. 
Because I don't think yeah, Monty's yeah. been on a. No, I think this is the first time. Before, I said, so, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So that you know, there was a. It was definitely a, a cool moment, but then yeah, he ended up getting decimated uh, by Big Bill anyway. So here we are with a title defense. Uh, Mox uncharacteristically, I should say, outmuscled in the matchup uh, with Bill smothering him in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mox trying to chop him down with a series of running uh, clotheslines, but Bill cuts him cuts him off with a big knee and uh, uh, follows uh, with a big boot, sending Mox crashing out the ring. Um, Ricky gets involved behind the ref's back as Bill throws Mox into the timekeeper's uh, table for picture-in-picture. Picture. Uh, back from break, and of course, Mox is inexplicably uh, busted open, as uh, we don't even hear how or see. <laughs> yeah, no, not at all. Just, not at all. It's like, oh, we're in oh Cle- it's Wednesday. It's like, oh, we're in Cincinnati. <laughs> I guess I guess this is what we're doing, because yeah. uh, they were in Cincinnati. So mm, Yeah. Um, as he takes control of the match with a huge superplex on Bill, uh, Bill hits back with a big boss slam for a near fall, which yeah, is, uh, he used nice. to hit that back in the day. Uh, hits a series of basement big boots on Mox, who keeps defiantly just eating them and getting back up. Uh, Mox finally uh, counters uh, uh, another boot into a huge lariat and tries to choke out Bill. Bill counters, but Mox then hits a, a huge cutter out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, or not, he just kind of like ran. Like he, he's I like, love when he hits it. Like he does it as a rebound, but also yeah. he can run at you and do it, which is well, crazy. Yeah, he, he came out the corner while Bill was like barely trying to stand on his feet. He just like hit him with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, he hit him. So so good, I guess it made it made him you know send him out the ring. Mox tries to climb on the top rope to I guess you know do some sort of diving attack on him on the outside, but Ricky is able to crotch him on the ropes behind the ref's back. Uh, Bill then slides him back in and hits the ropes for that big running boot that he used to hit for as his finish. Mm-hmm. Uh, Danielson uh, for a near fall, which I was like, damn, he could have beat him. I wouldn't have been mad. Yeah, Danielson comes down to the ring now uh, to get rid of Starks at ringside, but ends up eating the uh, the still steps uh, instead. <laughs> I couldn't stop thinking about this might be the first time I've seen Danielson and Big Bill next to each other since that god-awful storyline that he got. Well, he actually had him. a quote about that. I don't have it oh, with okay. me, but he had talked about how much he's like he's gotten – he's like he was already on his way back then, like wrestling-wise. He's like his entering is so much better now. Mm-hmm. He said not to mention he's taken steps in his personal life, and he's like he's just already like all around just become a, just not only a better person in the ring but a better person mm-hmm. outside the ring. So he was really putting him over. And it looks like, like, like to be in, honest. in terms of wanting to like being okay with working with him. And, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? So mm-hmm. I, everybody deserves a second chance, dude. I, I think that's just what it is, bro. Uh, but, uh, yeah, where, 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 where is it? Oh, he ends up hitting the big choke slam. I was surprised on he Mox took that and spot. He, yeah. And he kicked out, though. I was like, oh, I kind of buried this finish, dude. Not really, but you know what It was I mean? a good kick out, though. It was, but I mean, I was like, I get, I'm like, I get it. We're in, we're in Cincinnati, but come on. I yeah. was like, I mean, I mean, he, he didn't even, he stood up the whole, he didn't even, you know what I mean? I was, that, that, that choke slam is vicious. Anyways, uh, he ended up tapping out Bill with a triangle choke. Uh, Post match, Starks and Bill beat down Danielson and Mox again until Claudio comes down for the save. Uh, we see an interesting feud developing, possibly with BCC and Starks and Big Bill. Uh, which we do get the answer to because later uh, we get a backstage interview with the BCC asking mm. them about the issues with Starks and Bill. As Danielson issues a challenge to Starks and Bill against him and Claudio for collision, so that'll be uh, tomorrow. Uh, we then learn that at Grand Slam it will be Mox defending his championship against Ray Phoenix, uh, along with the uh, aforementioned uh, Claudio defending the ROH title against Eddie Kingston's uh, uh, New Japan Open Weight title. Mm-hmm. 
Mox just kind of laughs off Phoenix and says, yeah, we don't call them t- uh, title matches. We call them an easy night. A- a- am I right, Claudio? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bacon, babe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His voice was shit, too. Yeah, but it, he, it was, was, he was yeah. just sitting there just bleeding. Like, I'm I love sh- that promo he Just trying earlier. to put on this hoodie even though I'm bleeding out of my face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Ray Phoenix and like a group of 15 people just rolled up on the Yeah, yeah, I know who on all the BCC those fucking people is, were. Uh, Phoenix is pissed off and Mox are shrugging him off. But then in the midst of the melee, we get a standoff between Claudio and Kingston, who just stares him down. And uh, wars Claudio one more week before just laughing and uh, walking. Yeah, out. I like that. I yeah. love Mox when he said, uh, "You facing me in Cincinnati, you might as well face Superman on the Sun." I was like, "Man, that was kind of a hard bar." But I was like, "Who gave you that?" Because you you don't read comics. you don't read comic yeah, books. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. like Evil Uno gave it to me. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Takeshita and Don Callis had the in ring segment. We teased it last week. Uh, obviously, they had the whole covered easel thing. Yeah, uh, they're going to reveal their new masterpiece. Um, what I will say before the masterpiece gets revealed is, uh, it, it, I only wrote this because it seemed like this is what they're going to be referring to him as now is he is now the new alpha or the alpha, the alpha, yeah. um, you know, cause you know, when you beat Kenny Omega twice in the week, you're not just a God, you're an alpha mm. and not like a fake alpha like Jericho. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Jesus. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, basically they called their shot and, uh, revealed this painting that had Takeshita like driving a, a, uh, sword down in the direction of a kneeling Kota Ibushi. Um, it was pretty clear it was going to be Coda, though. That, that's the only thing I, I was kind of mad at. It's like, well, why cover it if you're using so much language that is clearly talking about? I'm going to take his heart. Yeah, Can, yeah. Like, I'll oh, just say because yeah, he's, he's, he's a golden lover. He's like, I'm going to break Ooh. his heart and says that when, when we spill the blood, it's Kenny, it's Omega, his forces to watch at home like the cuck that he is. I was <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. what the fuck? And I wrote that question mark. I yeah. was like, what the fuck's going on? And I was like, he's I was like, oh, saying a lot of questionable stuff. But I, I was like, oh, that's him playing on the, the whole online thing that everyone always, you know, they're like, oh, why are they go they the golden lovers? And why is it the golden oh, yeah, Everyone yeah, always says so. stuff about, about Kenny, you know, like, yeah, if you, you only see him with cats, you never seen him with a woman. I'm like, dude, leave well, him alone. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna leave that alone. We'll talk about it off off air. <laughs> uh, I mean, we don't need. We need yeah, yeah, we don't need to talk about it. Uh, but, Heard uh, that, which I didn't hear that. Uh, from here, we we uh, we got this match right here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tony Storm, Hikaru Shida, mm-hmm. Nyla Rose, Britt Baker. This is kind of fun to watch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Four way number one contenders match to go on to face Soraya, and I know how to say it now. You know why? Mm-hmm. Because uh, there was an episode where uh, Jericho was on commentary where she had a uh, she had some sort of segment leading up to uh, All In mm-hmm. on Rampage, and he's here. Jericho on commentary. That's right, Ray Ray. <laughs> I was like, Ray Ray. That's different. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. I I, I I bet he's the only one I called for that. Did you see there was this thing going around where someone made a compilation of, you know, she always tends yes. to terrorize the cameraman. Yes. And she actually tweeted back, but, I don't have, or I don't, I'm not a big look, fan of cameraman. I, I, saw, I, I, was I like, saw the the emoji that was used, like, ugh. Mm-hmm. But I was like, it's better. She makes the yeah, joke before yeah. anyone, you know what 100%. I mean? And that's why, and it's funny because I, I knew that's what she was referring to because she's like, gosh, guys, it was just a joke. Like, calm down. Yeah, seriously. Like, like, it, you it, can't it, joke about your it past. It happened to like, me. I think I could be the one to joke yeah, about yeah, 100%, it. Yeah, 100%. You know? I was the victim, asshole. Yeah, yeah, I didn't sure. say nothing when those new world title memes was floating around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was about to say, I think that was just her way of like. Get away from life. her. Yeah, yeah that's, it's no, funny. I'll, I'll, it's funny. No, it's, it's hilarious. It never, yeah. never fails. Um, but yeah, like you said, this was an entertaining match for the, for the, uh, uh, the crowd man uh, for the uh, I think it was Cincinnati yeah it was Cincinnati yeah uh, with Tony doing most of the character work he had Nyla bringing the power game and then he had the familiar uh, arity with Sheeta and Baker teaming up against Nyla mm-hmm. uh, while Tony was like hastily just picking her spots of course you know they, they played up on the the past uh, friendly fire that had occurred between Sheeta and Baker last yeah. week which made sense uh, which uh, again you know it being everyone for themselves as well. Uh, we saw this with Baker going for a super kick on Sheeta, but pulling the kick last second. 
uh, with that hesitation causing an opening for both of uh, the faces to get attacked by Tony and Nyla. Uh, we finally see Baker do land a super kick on Shayna yeah. to break up their pin. And, and it's look, effective. Yeah, I was like, that is how you break up a pin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. Uh, she tries for the running stomp, but uh, what I wrote was, um, but Tony Storm sneaks in and stacks Baker up for the pin. See how I protect, I protect her there. Yeah, know? there you go. <laughs> uh, but yeah, she's going to go on to face Ray Ray at a Grand Slam for the championship, the women's championship. So uh, that'll be interesting. Which, uh, was she not coming out to the same I music? was just going to say, so that those are the two notes I had for this match. Was It was weird to hear the Outcast song and see the Titan Tron as she came out and not have something separate. And yeah. then later on, you know, even when Soraya, not to jump ahead, but I know she kind of spoke on her winning. And yeah. that was also kind of a mixed message to me, too, because it seemed congratulatory, congratulatory, there you go, uh, versus proud of you, baby or, girl. Or, or, or complimentary, I should say, is a lot better word. But they and were like kind of mocking her a little bit. I don't know. It was like yeah, a yeah. sarcastic. Like, yeah. And uh, but, yeah, the other thing I did like was the commentary noting how every member or participant in the four way had something to do with the other one's like t- title ring coming to an end, which I was like, I don't think I would have thought about that unless you said that, you know? Oh, Hikaru Shida beat Tony Storm. Mm-hmm. He, did Nyla beat Hikaru? No, Hikaru beat Nyla I think Hikaru Nyla beat too. Nyla. But I think, no, Hikaru, I think. I want to say beat Ny- Nyla. I think Britt beat, yeah, I think she did beat Nyla, but I think Britt beat Shida is what happened. I just know I want Jamie Hader back. Yeah, that's where I'm at. Yeah, I'm wondering how bad this this uh, situation is. No, I, I just want her in my presence. Yep. <laughs> I don't need her in the ring. Mm-hmm. Let's protect you, baby girl. Longevity, baby. Hater's going to hate. Speaking of longevity, we got sex gods in ring promo. Um, they announced that it will be Jericho versus Guevara for the first time ever in a singles action at mm-hmm. uh, Grand Slam. Video package plays of the ups and downs between Jericho and Guevara over the years. Mostly, uh, mostly ups, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this seemed pretty. It was a pretty solid uh, uh, segment, to be honest. Yeah. You, know, you had Jericho talking honestly about the first time uh, he saw Sammy and making the call to Tony to try to sign him. Mm-hmm. Uh, puts over all the things he saw in him at an early age and talks about watching him grow over the years now that he's a married man and about to have a baby girl of his own. Uh, Sammy thanks Jericho but tells him that you know he didn't get into pro wrestling just to be Jericho's sidekick and uh, says respectfully he wants to be looked at the same way they look at Mox and Jericho. But says that he'll never be looked at in that way as long as he's still associated with Jericho. So uh, Jericho, you know, he kind of fired back saying, you know, he kind of like hyped him up, but then said, but yeah, you're not ready to beat me, which mm-hmm. is classic Jericho, which yeah. obviously fires up Sammy, which is what he wants. Mm. Uh, you know, and then he, he he tells him, you know, he kind of feels like he had a lack of respect for him, but he says he needs to win. He's going to beat Jericho, earn the respect. They're going to shake hands, hug it out. Uh, then they're going to go win some tag team titles. And, you know, they shake hands. Jericho pulls him in, though. They, mm-hmm. They're a little bit more nose mind to, games. Yeah. Little nose to nose. And uh, Jericho, he tells him, you know, next week he's going to give him uh, Sammy the match of his life. He's going to beat the living hell out of him and says he expects the same from him, uh, which, yeah, I thought it was great. You know, yeah, I mean, no, obviously, definitely. you know, like I wouldn't have it any other way, which is classic, you know, that's mm-hmm. the classic no, response. I, yeah, I get you. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't think it was too much. Everyone said it was funny because when you looked at their what they were wearing, you had Jericho in black. Sammy and Red, and they're like, and they're talking about sidekicks like Batman and Robin. Uh, I didn't even think about that. That's <laughs> I was, funny. I, I thought like, it was weird that they both had like basically the same shirt on in different colors, but yeah. Did the sex guys, baby? Yeah, yeah, that's how I look. I was oh, like, yeah. I guess they're dressing the part now. Like, you know. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, from there, this was only a little bit uh, uh, related because we saw Daniel Garcia was getting interviewed in the back uh, <laughs> yeah. by Renee when he's asked about the Jericho Guevara match at Grand Slam, which he's obviously a little upset about. Because he's obviously expecting, like, well, I thought this time was for me. Like, you're, you're asking yeah. me a question about me. 
because uh, he names off like a bunch of viral accolades. I guess he had, and he's been stacking up the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I guess. Um, uh, uh, was it a football team or a baseball team did his dance after winning I, or something? like I that? I wouldn't doubt. I mean, he's been. You know, it's funny because once this started doing the dance, all of a sudden everyone's like, "Yeah, I'm with this guy now." I'm like, yeah, "Bro, yeah. he was he was putting in well, some points for a while." In the words of Callus. <laughs> That's money. I can see money yeah. on that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, speaking of which, you saw him interrupt trying to sink his hooks into Garcia this week. Last yep. week it was, what, Sammy? Yeah. Uh, but Garcia ain't bad at it, and he walks away, you know, mm-hmm. does his dance and mm-hmm. does his dance. Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Backstage promo with MJF and Cole uh, in trainer's room. Yeah, it's um, from the week prior, right? At least that's I what believe it was. so, yeah, because yeah. it was uh, basically they were – Trying to uh, explain that yeah. he 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 wouldn't be, be there right? there for a week and he'd be good for Grand Slam, so that's why it wasn't featured on the show. Besides yeah. the fact that he was going to get booed by Cincinnati, not playing. That's what I thought because well, I'm thinking he, he puts the sin in Cincinnati because he's the devil. The, yeah, you ah, would think that, but I think ooh. because he beat Mox for that title, you know. Yeah, I mean, but who knows? Them's the breaks. Yep, you know, fickle, fickle. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, he uh, so he he's like stoked. He has a, a week off, and then he addresses uh, the one of two, uh, you know, obviously the finalists. We we were talking about it last week. We were trying to track the 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 progress of the. Let me say it correctly: Grand Slam Championship Eliminator Tournament. Uh, and I mean, what I again, I, I was talking to you off air again about the, some of the cool stuff they've been doing with Collision. That's been making it like, oh shit, okay, I got to start watching this shit because I did see that there was a little bit of a. Funny business that happened with Roddy, uh, mm-hmm. with him versus Darby. Like he was in the back. Yeah, I think he got attacked by uh, Christian Lu- and Luchasaurus again, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, dude, yeah, the, the the clip I'm seeing was that fucking that match was fun to watch. That uh, yeah. Irish curse, or like I said, yeah, Yuridagi on the onto the buckle. That's yeah. exactly the spot I was thinking. Yeah, the match. Yeah, the match looked really fun. So I wanted to go back and watch that. But I mean, here we are. I mean, then also I saw <laughs> it, that. It cle- to me, that's it the other thing like too. Gr- Samoa Joe and Penta had their match too, and then I saw that Penta tried to the running tope into its table. Mm-hmm. Joe did the walk away. Yeah, 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 I bro. Went, I was like, yeah, that was, okay, I got to start watching Collision. Honestly, like, yeah, because yeah. Collision feels just as important to me. Like, the I like that are, they are, are pretty top notch. It seems more uh, match and storyline centered. Yeah, focus. yeah, where you know I mean? think Dynamite is more about uh, introducing or advancing storylines. Because we've even talked about how the, how the wrestling's kind of time of wrestling has gone yeah. down a bit. But uh, yeah, yeah no, amount no, of matches per episode. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, but Roddy versus Darby, I would say it felt like watching a someone's dad beat up their son's bully. <laughs> like, yeah. It was so crazy. I mean, it's funny because like Roddy's kind of small too. So Exa- yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, he warns Roddy. Uh, this is uh, MJF warning him. He warns Roddy that if he makes it to Arthur Ashe, he's gonna rip his head off and shove it up his ass. Uh, I mean, he, he yeah, and he's like, you've already done that yeah, with yeah. the way you've been talking. Yeah, or, which yeah. he's like, I'm sorry, man. He apologizes to Cole. He's like, but he's been really uh, faking. He, he, he's like convinced, like a lot of people, that he's faking the injury, being mm-hmm. manipulative uh, towards Cole. You know, brought back the whole shake it off, bitch thing. Um, <laughs> yeah. The bland bitch. Mm-hmm. Uh, then addresses Samoa Joe and says he's not scared of him. That he makes it to Arthur Ashe, he will make him a promise, and that is to, uh, that if Joe makes it, he's going to choke him out in the match, and then goes on to recite. The Steiner Math promo, verbatim, Bruh. almost verbatim. Uh, I mean, because if you remember, the person he was reciting it to was, was Samoa Joe. Joe so yeah, it was 100%. like a li- But he does it way better in execution. Yeah. Can't without, make this up. Without, like, hesitation. Bro. Without like, fail. Like, I had me like, how many times did you do this, bro, and then before you, got you were Col- like, I'm good to go? And then you got Cole and Renee having to hold their shit in, too. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, like they're and not- Cole's like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yup, yup. That's perfect maths. Yup, <laughs> that's math and bro. That checks out. Like, <laughs> yeah. imagine what he pulled out like a calculator and he was like, "Yup, that." Uh-huh. <laughs> that's on the books. Yup, exactly. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> but yeah, from here, uh, 
We had Hangman Page versus Cage 3. Um, I, it was a little shorter than I thought it would be, but I wasn't mad at it. Yeah, um, I just wish Cage would win one. Shit. Like, he, he he won one. Oh, he did. Yeah, so this yeah. is the rubber match, right? Yeah. Okay. That's why we got the tray. <laughs> I just thought it was the Trey third Fitty. time. I remember thinking, like, oh, they, He's like, they no, don't I do this for anybody else. Said, are we going to have to get Hangman Page versus Cage Trey Fitty? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, he, um, they're, man, they, they, it was already hard hit. You know how it was going to be, man. Um, you had Hangman hitting some boots on Cage, who was eating them. Runs Page over with a soldier, uh, shoulder block. Hangman tries for a triangle lariat, but Cage ducks. Uh, 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 like, he pretty much ducks the lariat on the, on the apron. But then Page, like, keeps running and goes to the opponent corner and hits at that time, which I thought it was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, he tries for the slingshot crossbody to the outside, but Cage catches him, run, runs him back first, back first into the ring post. Sorry, I'm just trying to read my writing here. Yeah, uh, Cage tries for a pop-up powerbomb, but Hangman counters into a Hurricane Rana, which I was like, wow, yeah, what? Different, different. Look, mm-hmm. look at you, buddy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's funny because it sends Cage into the middle rope as Hangman hits with commentators called the area code shot. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm like, all right, this it's, yeah, it's the eight one eight when he does, it. and I think you audibly hear Hangman say, "I've never done that before." Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, Hangman lines up Cage for the buckshot, but uh, Swerve's music hits as he walks down in the ring. Uh, the ring distracting uh, Hangman while Cage hits a deadlift German suplex inside, outside the ring, inside the ring. Which I was like, Jesus, I, I've, I've seen that. Isn't that uh, in the game? Coda, no, not the not the German. Uh, the, oh yeah, there's Coda a, was the one they Coda used to do, used that, to do it in the in the. I saw him do it in the cruiserweight fucking um, tournament a few times, which I was like, what the fuck? Like, and I remember when Golden Lover, we saw Golden Lovers. Uh, I forgot who they yeah, took. Um, uh, the Bucks. Yeah, dude, and I think yeah. like, he did it in like wasn't it was it electric chair style or something or was it just to Matt? I just remember because oh been, it was because Matt had the whole back injury oh, angle going yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah i can see that yeah that was the first time i saw that and i was like that was insane he's like, like fuck you yeah because the one in the game they have the deadlift suplex and then the, they have the exploder deadlift too oh that's there you go that's what yeah. i was thinking of yeah mm-hmm. you had to, you had to just which that was i think that was a riddle move that that I mean, that's the reason why i made that made the game but yeah yeah he did it in nxt once i think to like a thatcher or somebody like that i kept thinking know? it was somebody else i don't know why mm. anyways um uh yeah, the deadlift German gets picture in picture. Cage and Page brawl for a bit before Hangman gets fired up, starts throwing harder bombs at Cage. Eventually takes him out the ring again with a running cactus clothesline. Yeah, I got to call it that because that's yes, what it sir. is. Mm-hmm. Page hits the Arahara Moonsault, mm-hmm. throws Cage back in the ring, follows up with the diving cross body. Page tries for the buckshot, but Cage tries uh, – he actually counters with the F5 but doesn't counter. Like He tries to go for the F5 instead, but then Page counters out of that into a small package for a yeah, ball. Yeah, I was like, I want to uh, use that finish. Yeah. <laughs> Before hitting the, the dead dead eye on Cage for the win, uh, post match Hangman grabs a mic to cut the pr- uh, promo. Uh, obviously, he was you know trying to respond to this yeah, whole swerve on the ramp. His yeah. new interests from Swerve last mm-hmm. week. Yeah, he said uh, last week you said you wanted my spot in this company, but you sent this guy to come fight me instead of coming to do it for yourself. Says that uh, Swerve must have left his balls in Prince Nana's Burger King ass crown. <laughs> uh, Swerve has a mic of his own as he addresses Hangman with uh, "What's up, turd?" <laughs> <laughs> Challenges Hangman to a match at Wrestle Dream in Seattle. Uh, warns Page that he's not going to allow him to get comfortable, so the Mogul Embassy is going to tune his ass up. Uh, which I thought he meant like, oh, you're going to face someone from the embassy every week or something. That's what I thought. And then it's um, like, get him, Cage. And yeah. it's like, but you just like, lost he, to the dude. I'm like, he what the fuck? Yeah, Cage beats him down from behind as the Young Bucks make the say. I was wondering about that. I'm like, so y'all just going to let another uh, Cali dude take out? Mm-hmm. Like, y'all ain't got time. You got him the job, I'm sure. Word. Uh, but yeah, they make the save and hit a hilarious double super kick on Prince Nana. <laughs> yeah. You could just, tell Matt was like, 
too. All right, bro. Like, 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 like feed already. Like, Blind Nick, feed. Like Nick, like, Nick was like, I love this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, yeah. They, they had a good time with that. He said, sure. easy night at the office. Yep. Mm-hmm. Weed him and weep. Uh, from here, we had Darby Allen and Nick Wayne versus Daddy Magic and Cool Hand and another. I guess this would be another. Uh, quote unquote, easy night at the office. Uh, we had Cool Hand Ange and Daddy Magic camp accompanied by Jake Hager and Anna J. I just wanted I could to make sure not I said that. help to think that 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 maybe they should just be a crew without Jericho. Maybe Hager is the main guy, which I know is not promising. He doesn't cut the best promos, but he's the heavyweight guy, the heater. You got the tag team he, there. You put Danny Hager in definitely, there. He definitely, he definitely needs somebody. For yeah. Sure. And I think if Danny's there, maybe Danny's a forefront because he could definitely talk better than he did before, you know. Mm. But, you know, I can see him, Hager, 2.0, and Anna is like a crew. You know, you got somebody there for, you know, so many divisions. But that, you know, that was, that was just a note I was thinking Absolutely of. Absolutely not. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see it happening at all. Mm. No way, bro. Sorry, bro. Yeah. Uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, before the match could even start, though, Christian Cage's music hits as Excalibur makes a huge call on commentary that says, Christian Cage and Don Callis are in a full-out sprint to the bottom. <laughs> yeah, dude. I was like, that was dude, great. Dude, yeah. Uh, I, I love some of the commentary, too. During, I know during Picture in Picture, Taz was trying to uh, argue. See, I, I need to get that. I need to hit that that fight uh, that that uh, fight nah. version. Yeah, because you know, because you know, sometimes they know when they're off. Yeah, yeah. Or whatever. Oh, they, they'd be or it's just totally for the for the yeah. on- online audio. Yeah, right. And like literally, uh, he's arguing for Christian Taz. You know that. No, but I get why he feels like he's also a champion. You know, he he got him there to promise. He wasn't actually in the match, but, you know, he got him prepped and blah, blah, blah. And he goes, yes, we are a team, but I think we all know who pulls the strings. Like, Christian says that. And then Tony Schiavone brought up a good point. And he goes, so when (laughs) – he said when Brian Cage was the FTW champion, we're – I didn't see you put the belt on. Well, no, that's not that. We just do things differently, Tony God. Like, you know, and I was like, but that was a good point. Like, yeah. for sure, you know. Why but are you anyway. trying to call me out here? God, I'm just out here doing my job. Yeah. Because I love how he always plays up, how him and Tony are always like just. He's like, he's like, Tony always giving me shit. Yeah, 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 definitely. It's like, bro, yeah. you're like the hardest person to work 100%. with. hundred percent. It's a, it's a, it's a, and it's like the least experience on commentary, but oh, has man. gotten a lot of experience, but just has the least experience out of everybody, I think. Well, yeah, that's, that's why it's funny. You're like, bro, like, you know who you're talking about? Yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. Uh, Darby and Nick Wayne uh, went out there hitting a coffin drop moonsault combo. Mm-hmm. Moonsault combo, I should say. Um Post match, Christian cuts the promos. He tells Cincinnati to sit down and shut their mouths while he conducts business. business to, yeah. <laughs> Says he was scrolling on Nick Wayne's mother's Instagram Bruh. and was upset that she doesn't post more bikini pics. Uh, Christian says he wasn't the man who got pinned in the original coffin match at All In. So he offers that they run it back. Uh, regular tag match against him and his usual tag partner, Luchasaurus, against he and uh, Sting again. I don't know if this was for Grand Slam or if maybe they're not because they haven't announced it as one of the matches. And they even after this match, right before the main event, they announced the you, you, yeah, you yeah. know Tony be on that. Yes, mm-hmm. so this has been this it's been made official after two seconds. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, unless they're gonna do that sometime, you know, one of these shows, you know, this weekend. Uh, the only other thing I can think of is maybe the uh, Darby maybe collision. I'm thinking maybe yeah. Darby might say no. We're gonna do it at, at Russell Dream. I mean, that would make sense. You want to get everybody unless, from Seattle uh, in that building. Unless so. you're going to try to – he's like, nah, they're going to take out Sting, and then he's going to have Nick Wayne instead. Hmm. Something. Maybe, yeah, something to kind of bide the time until then. Yeah, because there was some stuff with A.R. Fox, by the way, too, in that match with Darby. Where yeah, yeah. I think he, say, he tried to push uh, Nick Wayne out the way before he was about to – or maybe or I think he was about to try to – or maybe he, he – I think he hit a diving attack and – Fucking Nick Wayne got in the way and got hit. Friendly fire kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was going to say this. um, (laughs) Subturd. 
what did you, what would you think about Lance Archer with Jake Roberts in his corner challenging Luchasaurus with Cage? You know, cause just, I'm just thinking Cage and Roberts on the mic would be kind of fun. The funny thing is, it's like, and, if you, imagine if he brings up his dad and he's like, I don't give a fuck about my dad. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. like, ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This shit got real. Yeah, <laughs> like, seriously. For those that know, right? They're yeah. like, yeah, he was a son of a bitch. I just remember Archer and Lucha had that. Yeah, they had fun big man stuff. match. Even though Lucha did that shooting star onto everybody, which I still have never off yeah. the stage, which I was never a, a huge fan. It was impressive, but didn't need to happen. A but, big man shouldn't do that. Yeah, I mean, but, and that includes Brock Lesnar. I'm gonna say it. Yeah, I said it. That's no, been yeah, said. I got you. Now, but yeah, now I was thinking about that because I like I, him. They kept calling him the most complete big man in the game. No, that's and, what Christian and, keeps calling. Yeah, yeah. And so I was like, <laughs> man, I would say Lance is in a, in an argument for that, but he's also not done as much. So anyway, but you, you go ahead, man. Yeah, I mean, he has agility too. Yeah, that agility done him in, unfortunately, yeah. uh, last year. But I mean, he, yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, dude, I'm not even the biggest Lance Archer fan, but I, there's money. Yeah, there's that's, definitely I think money. That's there. what it is for me. Like, yeah, I can't say I'm an Archer guy, but I'm in his corner because I want to see him succeed. I mean, I think what it is is ever since I seen like the Ryback character, like not necessarily yeah. just Ryback, but that character of, of just trying to get someone powerful and believable, powerhouse, like, a, a, yeah. and some ass kicker like that mm-hmm. on an undefeated streak, and then it's like they tried it again with Braun Strowman, and it started getting over again because. He, you know, he was doing the stuff where he was just, and he, he was yeah. hitting people with all kinds of like different shit each week. I'm not finished with you yet. Putting Th- that, people through stuff, put yeah. them in, am, tipping the, ambulances dude, over. He, like. he threw that fucking commentator's uh, chair yeah, at Roman. Yeah, Rome, yeah, was, yeah, he, yeah. So it was always something. And then they just waited too long. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah they, yeah, they did. By the way, powerhouse Hobbs and Swerve, whose house? That's a team. Book it. <laughs> I was thinking about that like the whose other house? day. Whose house? Just calling it whose house because you got powerhouse and then Swerve. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Oh, oh, you sons of bitches! Do my swerve dance, y'all. I know nah, swerve the, challenge, y'all. It's, it's the, yeah, no, nah, it's the, I guess the no, no challenge. I don't know. But oh, I got you. It, what I will say is we got some matches here before mm. we get to the main event. Yes, yes. This is for Rampage. Uh, uh, Rampage. Chris Daniels, Fallen Angel, is going to be teaming up with Matt Seidel against the Kingdom. Um, I didn't know this was an episode of Ring of Honor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's all. I, I was like, damn, this this looks cool. But I mean, oh, it's it Rampage. Should, it should Never be. mind. <laughs> uh, Lethal and Jarrett and Butcher and Blade. Mm-hmm. Up against the Hardy Boys and Lucha Bros for a the meaningless, uh, yeah, the Hardy Luchas, mm-hmm. yes, for a meaningless eight man. I don't the know Hardy what, Fiesta. That's actually Hardy, pretty. That's instead pretty, of the Hardy I like party, that. I like that a <laughs> lot. I do. Yeah, let's have a little Nero Fiesta. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like calm down. Rebby comes out. Calm. He gets Senior Benjamin coming. Senior Bent? Oh, that's, <laughs> hey, you gotta, you gotta be a little bit, a little mm. sensitive. Oh, no. oh, man, it's then we got a returning Jade. Uh, you thought I was not gonna bring that up? Jade had also uh, made her triumphant return and uh, got her sights set on the belt she wants back. And I'm sure there's gonna be more of that in the news. Yeah. Um, but it's gonna be her versus Statlander for the AEW TBS Championship. Why they would do this here and not at Grand Slam, I could not tell. I you. have the answer for that, but you know. Mm. Moving on, we have some collision matches, which is, uh, again, that's why I don't know what's up with the actual card from Grand Slam, because this was teased earlier in the night and got confirmed, and that was Claudio and Danielson taking on Starks and Big Bill in a tag match for collision. Also featured, uh, you know, FTR threw down that open challenge for the World Tag Team Championships. When they wonder where they got that idea. Um, we love you, boys. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, versus the Iron Savages for the AEW Tag Team Championships. And those are the only two matches that were um, – advertised yeah. for Collision, which was kind of mm-hmm. strange. Um, and then for Grand Slam, I guess I might as well just tell you what the card is for now. Yeah. Uh, Mox versus Ray Phoenix, uh, AW International Championship. 
Darby and Sting versus Christian Lucha, question mark, question mark. Not too sure. It has not been confirmed. But uh, what has been con- uh, confirmed is Soraya versus Tony Storm, AEW Women's Championship. Eddie Kingston versus Claudio Castagnoli, title versus title. Uh, Jericho versus Guevara, first time ever. And uh, MJF versus, uh, I mean, I hate to give the, the lead away, but Samoa Joe for the AEW Championship as I get into the main event here. Mm-hmm. Um, again, it was Roddy versus Samoa Joe in the finals of the tournament. Earlier, we had a backstage segment with Roddy uh, as Renee tried to interview him about the finals match against Samoa Joe. Uh, Adam Cole interrupted, tried to plead some reason into Roddy and cautioning him about uh, Samoa Joe possibly finishing the job and breaking his neck. Of course, to which Roddy laughs off as Cole, quote-unquote, finally caring about his neck again as he and the uh, kingdom walk off. Um, as we get into the match, this was the main event. Like you said, man, it was like two minutes and they went to the PNP, but we'll get there. Mm. Um Match starts with Joe overpowering the injured uh, Roddy for a bit before Roddy gives chase and catches Joe coming back, sliding in the ring as they trade chops for a little bit with Joe no-selling before uh, PMP, and there it goes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Back from uh, the break as Roddy uh, takes back control with the uh, back-to-back running forearm shots he does when he bounces off the Mm -hmm. ropes. Uh, He targets Joe's neck now throughout the match. Uh, Joe gets back into the game, though, as he hits the atomic drop, running boot, and senton combo. Mm -hmm. Follows up with the snap power slam for a near fall. Vintage Samoa Uh, Joe. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Roddy goes there. Mm -hmm. Um, Roddy uh, lands the knee and uh, hits uh, three running forearm shots to to take him off his feet. Then hits another running knee in the corner and then takes Joe off his feet again with that running sit-down clothesline he usually does. Mm Uh, Roddy tries for the stronghold, but Joe's too strong in uh, uh, irony, mm-hmm. <laughs> pun intended. <laughs> uh, he counters out and did hits. Joe, did Joe <laughs> walk away on that one? No, he did. He, no, no, he, I watched he did. it. I watched it. Yeah, just, he just yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, Joe gets the, uh, the ST Joe off and then um, hits the, uh, uh, oh, to a running Roddy who was, uh, I mean, he was, <laughs> after this, though, he, I mean, he tried to signal for the muscle buster. Mike Bennett jumped on the, on the apron to distract Joe. Roddy hits the Olympic slam. Hits a running sick kick for a near fall, which I was like, oh, shit, he might mm-hmm. actually do this. Uh, but then Joe ends up catching Roddy midair, and this is what I was going to talk about before. Uh, Joe, <laughs> Roddy had him lined up, like, from the corner. He was, like, going to catch him with that running knee again. And then in midair, he just fucking closed yeah, the shit out of shit this Shit out of him, yeah. He clobbered him. Picks him up, coquina clutch for the win, tap out. Post-match, we finally get a... Oh, Max, as Joe cuts a promo about his prophecy coming true and coming to his backyard in New York to beat him up and take everything he has before calling him a kid again. Joe leaves and we see Roddy in the ring being consoled by the kingdom who offer him, at least this is what I saw. He They offered him up the neck brace to which he kind of shakes it off. Mm-hmm. And then Adam Cole comes walking down to the ring concerned about Roddy. And as soon as Roddy sees Cole coming down, he all of a sudden throws himself to the ground, grabbing at his neck. Damn near bumps, yeah. Screaming, <laughs> screaming in pain, Adam, mm-hmm. Adam, I can't see you. <laughs> Comment- You've forsaken me, Adam. <laughs> Why have you left me? Mm-hmm. Uh, his commentary play up the convenience of Roddy's neck hurting all of a sudden. You got medical help coming down to uh, wheel out Roddy on a gurney for safety measures. His call is going back and forth with the kingdom who keep yelling at him as if it's his fault why his neck hurts all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. And then, while of course, while this is going on in the midst of the chaos, um, oh, I'm sorry. This is just uh, this is a shoot. I just got a, a message from Scorpio Sky right now. Oh, I wonder what that's about. Oh. I'll have to get back to y'all. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, while while this is going on, Samoa Joe returns and out of nowhere and chokes out Cole on the stage as he stares down the camera menacingly. Everything, Max. I'm taking everything from you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that was uh. 
That was dynamite. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That was it. Um, any questions? No. Uh, I did. Great. We're not taking any. No. Uh, breaks. We're, we're going to take one now. Yeah. Sounds uh, good. And we're going to come back with uh, the headlines and the news and uh, separate the chicken salad from the chicken shit. We'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, you already know what is about to go down. Winter Circle Pro Wrestling proudly presents Victory Lap. That is right. We return to the beautiful city of Chino, California, Friday, November 3rd. Again, for Victory Lap, we're going to be rolling out way more announcements, including matchup announcements. But, of course, we just dropped another reveal for the talent today in the modern Spartan, Jordan Cruz, making his return. If you saw him, he had a hell of a victory against the DKC at Hard to Earn, and that is including the rest of the reveals we've already told you. The World Heavyweight Champion, Dom Kubrick. The P4P Champion, Slice Boogie. The Queen of Aerobic Style, Delilah Doom, making her in-ring debut officially, plus the return of El Primo Henio. The Tag Team Champions, the West Coast Wrecking Crew, are going to be in the house as well. And do not forget, we just announced the return of the Ultimate Athlete, J-Rod, and the debut of the Mountain Breaker himself, Kota Hero, along with Rich homie show looking for that hardware shogun will also be in the house and that is not it as we have much more to announce coming out with the rollout officially for victory lap and all you got to do to make sure you stay tuned and stay notified is to follow us on social media that is at winter circle pro on instagram at winter circle pw on twitter as well as at winter circle pw on facebook as well and please please do not forget to go and get your pre-sale tickets for Victory Lap right now. And that is at victory-lap.eventbrite.com. Once again, victory-lap.eventbrite.com. Welcome to the Quincy Jones Show, home of the tag team champions of the IE, Quincy Jones and Doc Lesnar. You're third man. What the hell is going on here? You're. We back, and uh, it's about that time to break in some news, my dude. Is it now? Yeah, my guy. It's a headline time, my guy. Speaking of my guy, shout out to Jay Mula. Yeah. Happy, happy birthday, birthday, son. Yeah. 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 Well, well not my son, but, you know. Uh, happy my, birthday, my, my gang. Dude. Yeah, gang, Happy gang. birthday, gang, as AZ loves to say. But, uh, yeah. But, yeah, we kick it off uh, Matt Riddle with the incident at the airport. Don't know if you heard about this or not, but apparently yeah, as bro. he was coming into JFK Airport, um, so... He, he claims, this is what he says. He says, nothing like being sexually assaulted by an officer and harassed at the JFK airport. No means no, and just because I'm nice doesn't mean yes. Asshole. Don't know their Twitter or Instagram handles, but I took pictures and he did post um, you know, a photo of the officer and says, definitely one of the most uncomfortable travel days I've ever had. Thanks, NYC. You're so progressive and accepting. And then later on, he posted a photo where he says, finally leaving JFK and I never want to come back here again. Uh, I, TM- I saw the first post in real time. It had, yeah, when the other stuff came in, I was like, oh, yeah. so there's more. <laughs> it had since been reported by TMZ and Ringside News that apparently the Port Authority Police Department had been called to the airport regarding a quote unquote disorderly person getting off the plane, which was 
said to be Riddle. But Riddle, apparently, except for that officer, him and other uh, witnesses spoke to the police, and there was no report filed, and everyone was free to leave. And then, obviously, the incident happened. But the Port Authority has said that there is an investigation because they do take it very seriously, uh, or the matter, I should say. So I don't the, know where it's going. The matter of what? The sexual? Yeah, okay. 100%. Yeah, especially if it's done by one of their officers. So, uh, But moving on, we got uh, a lot of contract stuff, I should say. But uh, Dudley Boys. Did, did you hear the other part of that, though? No. Is that people were saying that supposedly he was, like, really drunk. Well, he talked to police and he was not. Oh, okay. That's yeah. why. That's why I put that. No, like, yeah, yeah. That's, I was waiting because that's the only thing. I, the only two things I heard about it was the first post I talked about. It, yeah, that's why I think it said disorderly. It. Yeah. You know, so, but Dudley mm. Boys signing new Legends contract. Saw this. Yeah. yeah. They recently uh, inked deals. This was reported by uh, Sports or no, I don't say Sports Story. Sports Illustrated. Uh, but yeah, it's kind of ironic too because they just returned for a match on the uh, Impact One Thousand show. Despite you know, I know. Devon was the producer for a while, but he had some back surgery where he was like, when he was like good enough to talk about it post op, was saying, no, no, I'm like, I cannot take bumps anymore. So I was surprised. So I wonder if he just didn't take a lot of the bumps, even though, let's be honest, he used to take most of the bumps. I mean, but like, the, the, it's funny because you can say he did a lot of the heavy lifting. It's like, yeah, because he got the tables, motherfucker. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, Very true. I mean, shout out to them. It is weird because I did see that bully had it a couple months ago. It was like, all we need is. You know, he was basically saying, like, he wants to retire with Devon against Edge and Christian and the Hardy Boys. And it's like, why would you sign Legends contracts when you know Edge is a, is a free agent? Yeah. You could possibly make this possible. And there's more on that, too. Uh, actually, oh, why not no. just dovetail into that, to oh, be honest no. with you, because Edge has been removed, reportedly, by oh, PW yeah, Insider this, from uh, yeah. the internal roster. But he has since been added back to the roster list, but under the miscellaneous talent section, which is where names who are signed but injured or not being used on TV are usually listed. Uh, but it should also be noted that lyrics to Edge's theme song were recently posted on X by uh, Mercedes Monet, who, of course, is another name you know that's rumored to be going to AEW. But, uh, of course... The main, you know, idea with both sources on both sides is that Edge is AEW bound, but we we've been hearing that for weeks, and he shot that down the first time. So I don't want to jump ahead, but uh, going back to the contract stuff, uh, just a few things. Uh, La Knight, uh, according to PW Insider, there had been some sort of story that came out that he supposedly yeah. signed a new deal, but uh, you know, they're they're saying uh, there was a higher up in WWE that said there's no truth to that. Uh, where you know, because a lot of people thought that his lack of push. Was due to the fact that he need they wanted to get him on paper like for they longer. were trying to negotiate yeah yeah and you know but there's she's not foreign and the, when it comes to them yeah no yeah. well well the thing is I think he was just the most notable name but the truth is there's a yeah, there's there's a, a significant number of wrestlers on the roster yeah. who have deals coming up so it's just more or less everyone's being talked it's to. protocol yeah at this point like, but yeah. it is saying that the night in WWE are quote far apart on money as of right now so no deal appears to be imminent I heard that was a, a grain of salt report i heard there was something about the money or there could be something out about the money but yeah i did hear something yeah. about that yeah. and then he um you know it, it's but it should be known that his current contract doesn't even expire till 2025 so you know that's yeah, so that's, that's kind of weird that they would lock him yeah. down unless they a, know he's a mega superstar like they say he is. yeah <laughs> but just a side note too for la night i don't know if you caught him uh throwing throwing darts yeah of back course Nash. of course the for those that know no yeah, yeah, yeah i mean exactly. that's what that was like mm-hmm. Definitely. So, and you haven't heard him say nothing about. It. He's been just nope. too busy talking about CM Punk. He probably didn't even realize. I guess that wasn't an adjective, was it? No, he he <laughs> he he definitely had a uh, 
a shoot interview where he's like, yeah, I found out later that that's not what that was. No, not at all. Yeah, but, yeah. So it's and it's of, funny because a lot of people will compliment him with being one of the smartest guys in the game. So, <laughs> but uh, AOP, you know, I brought them up not yeah. too long ago, but yeah, just, to, yeah. just to update, PW Insiders reported that not just them, but also Paul Ellering have re-signed with the company since 2022, and they are expected to make their on-screen returns fairly soon. Uh, Kyrie Sane's another name, uh, apparently. Yeah, we heard her too, yeah. Yeah, so it uh, hasn't exactly been confirmed uh, that October 9th will be her last match, but uh, over the past weekend at a stardom event, Kyrie came out to the ring and said that it would be her quote-unquote final time with fans uh, because her, her time is running out at stardom. So uh, Meltzer added that, that that specific match for stardom will be one of her two remaining dates that he knows of on her contract before finishing up and returning to WWE. It seems to be sometime in November is what uh, people are thinking. And then, of course, Nia Jax, if you guys didn't see Raw, um, mm-hmm. you know, and a lot of people thought it was ironic ironic because the Endeavor deal, the Endeavor WWE TKO merger deal went into effect officially Tuesday morning. Yeah. And so a lot of people thought, oh, this is Vince's last Raw. So, of yeah. course, he brought back Nia Jax He's like, at the very end where she attacked. I'm going to bring uh, back the poison. <laughs> Yeah, you know, of the women's division. Uh, yeah, he he. Uh, but she she yeah. showed back up uh, to attack. I believe it was Raquel and, uh, and Rhea. Yeah, and Rhea at the same yeah, time. Yeah, because they ran it back uh, from the. What was it? Uh, was it NXT? Mm-hmm. Oh no, no no I'm sorry. Um, it was NXT. It was from um, what was it? In the the the, the pay per view they just had uh, payback. It was just uh, they ran it back from payback because yeah Dom had gotten in in uh, involved in the match so she's like do it again without your little boy toy and he's like bet I got Nia Jax <laughs> he's like yeah, yeah. oops she beat us both up yep that backfired yeah <laughs> but uh yeah it's a, but and yeah so that's uh, Fightful has reported that she had been resigned and we brought her up a couple episodes ago but yeah. so I guess for over a month. Uh, but it was said that the Endeavor deal, the pending deal, was speculated to have played a part in when she would make her return. So it's they just kind of they just just put her with uh, AOP. And, uh, I don't know. They they could just be you know well, the bloodline. The injured is that the injured reserve bloodline. I guess I don't. Know. I mean, but yeah, but there's there's no one to. I mean, I guess Raquel, but it's like yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I, you know what? Unless they're going to bring her in so they can have uh, a Judgment Day versus Bloodline type deal. That's what I was thinking. Because then, I mean, if they're, they're still doing this weird thing with Solo and, and Jay. Jimmy. Yeah, yeah. Or Jimmy, I he's should like, say. Nah, yeah, you yeah. ain't at the Bloodline, but I hate you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like, he's yeah, like, it's weird. It's oh. like, I don't want to be in the Bloodline, but uh, you're in it. Also, like, yeah. uh, talking about the Endeavor or the UFC WWE merger yeah. TKO group holdings, uh, Vince has finally broke a silence on it. He said, quote, I'm excited to announce that WWE has entered into a partnership with Endeavor to create a one-of-a-kind company that will bring together two global sports and entertainment powerhouses, WWE and UFC. The historic alliance of these two formidable institutions has the potential to unlock vast growth opportunities for both organizations and generate an optimal outcome for our employees, shareholders, fans, and other stakeholders. We are huge admirers of the work Endeavor has done to grow the UFC brand, and they will be the perfect partner to help supercharge our growth at WWE. So, And I saw this graphic going around where it showed how much he was worth when he first got WWE, and it's like a young... No, yeah, yeah. yeah he, he, he purchased for, WWE from his dad yeah, for, for $1 million. million. Yeah. yeah. And it says the value, uh, the yeah, the valuation of WWE following the acquisition was nine point three billion. So yeah. that's what we call it come up. And and I mean the other thing too is um, there's also the fact that you know people forget Shane almost bought the UFC back in the day. Yeah, you imagine for, I think, how like that would have or something like that. It yeah, was, it was like 
And I think his dad well, we'll, kiboshed the deal. I'm going to say it's arguable because I remember when he thought he was buying stake in the Maxim <laughs> magazine and that was yeah. news that he got I mean, yeah. I mean, again, he thought he was going to be the next leading actor in Rollerball, so I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't yeah. Know. Well, no, was he in Rollerball? I thought he was, Heyman he had, was. He, they both were. Shane wow. had a really quick cameo in there. Mm. I mean, I don't know if he played himself, but he was just someone that rolled by and just kind of didn't say nothing and just said hi to some like a few people. That's so random. Yeah, it, it was. It, it, that's uh, as quick as it was. Heyman got him in there, and then yeah, uh, rollerball. The the announcement of the official you know merger was held at the New York Stock Exchange. That I was saw pretty that. Good, by the way. And yeah, and it had see, the huge uh, belts out front. Yeah, did you see this this custom belt that this TKO? I, yeah, belt I was. That, I was just gonna uh, say that it's something when you got Bianca and Montez. I mean, obviously they're trying to get some representation out there. Let's not hmm. be naive. But when you saw the other two people that they had out there with them for the. Um, for the, for the picture being taken and shit, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, like, definitely. You know, that, that was kind of a good look for him. I just got a few more things on the WWE side. Uh, it, we were saddened to report that uh, General Adnan, uh, really? yeah, the you know old school manager when he was with I forgot what the name of the group was, but when it was uh, Sergeant Slaughter joining with uh, yeah, Iron the, Sheik and the whole. Um, uh, the uh, Iraqi sympathizer. Yeah, 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 yeah that yeah, whole yeah. thing. Yeah, so he passed away at the age of 84, though the cause of death has not been disclosed yet. But yeah, you that, know, oh, the triangle of terror. That's what they that's were, what, yeah. yeah. The crazy thing about that is I just saw that um, uh, Jim Duggan has been doing better from what he's been. Uh, oh, that's good. Later, Shit, like, the last time we yeah. we, we uh, brought him up was because he stopped the guy from breaking into his yeah, house. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I saw a picture mm-hmm. of him. I, I'm not too sure what he's been going through, but he was uh, I'm taking Art Anderson classes at the Y. <laughs> I'm sure, dude. He probably grabbed that dude by the wrist, and he's like, "Yo, what the fuck?" Like mm-hmm. he couldn't even move. Like he couldn't. Yeah. No, you uh, know he Sal Bandini. Yeah, I'm saying yeah. like like for real. Like I'm talking. Imagine that's like if someone uh, uh, snuck into Danny Hodges' house and he just fucking crushed his whole fist like the apples he crushes. Yeah. And shit. He's like, "What the fuck you want, bro?" Seriously. At Eighty years old. I'm still crushing these fucking apples. Mm-hmm. However old he is. Shut but uh, but but yeah, I um yeah. Uh, I was just going to add to, and not to, you know, just kind of, I guess, in the oh, yeah, theme just, of passing. I know I had a, yeah. a small update for Bray Wyatt. So, um, you know, he had his, you know, funeral service. services not too long. Yeah. And Matt Hardy actually weighed in, you know, kind of. I know this is more AW, but to me, Bray's the WWE guy. And, yeah, you know, of course. And there was some other stuff, too. But uh, Matt Hardy said on his podcast, you know, a big shout out to Tony. He took care of everybody really good. He sent a jet down there and carried all the talents up to TV in Indianapolis. I was very grateful for that and definitely appreciated him once again, just showing how good hearted of a human being he is. He really worked worked it out so that everyone that wanted to attend could attend, which I think is, you know, a really yeah, good and I thing. Think, yeah, to get to and then able to get back if they needed to work that night. Exactly. Or too, yeah. And then uh uh Micah Rotunda, which is uh Bo and Bray's sister, oh, she yeah, had yeah. tweeted out that, you know, publicly my family would like to thank The Rock for his kindness, condolences, and love the past two weeks. Like he did all the people, Wyndham had a positive impact on him too. And DJ has kept our fridges and homes, yes plural, filled with meals and groceries and says, Love you, Ohana. So I just thought again, you know, in the vein of Great people, you know, doing good things in the time of need. Yeah, and uh, I, mean, people I, are, I don't. People are mad at him right now, but yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. But and then if you guys get a chance, it is. I think it's worth going to JoJo Offerman's uh, Instagram page or social media. She did finally get a chance to break her silence on it. Yeah, and although I, I don't want to read the whole thing. No, I appreciate like, you sending me that for sure. Yeah, it, it yeah. just it's one of those things where you do worry about. His family, of course. you know, and so yeah, I implore everybody to go check that out. And and, uh, and then just the fact of also, um, it's also it gives you guys a little peace of mind because he's not just Bray Wyatt. He's Wyndham no. Rotunda, and and the post is very much to Wyndham Rotunda. Yeah, you, that, that's who you see in the pictures and all the you know yeah. the stuff that you see. So you get to see the human side of him too, and see him as a father and all oh, this yeah. stuff. So 
Yeah, man. If um, yeah, I would say that she's time. talking to yeah, definitely Wyndham the human being, not Bray the character. Yeah, exactly. So. But uh, yeah, and just finally, but definitely not the smallest uh, item on the WWE side. But this will help me segue to the AEW side is a, a update on a possible WWE return for CM Punk. Uh, you know, it was reported at first by BWE if Triple H wanted to bring CM Punk back into WWE, that Nick Khan would have to have a final say on that decision specifically. Um, but you know, Clark Taylor of the Daily Co-host also had brought up an interesting factor that WrestleMania 40 will be the first one under the Endeavor banner, and CM Punk is a former Endeavor employee, obviously having uh. working with the UFC, but still works for UFC Fight Pass. I don't know what capacity, but that's something I think to know. But the, I think he does. Sometimes he'll host or do like the commentary. Yeah. You know, yeah. and, you know, there are a lot of people, you know, like uh, that speculate that Punk did what he did on purpose, you know, and just to get back to WWE guys like Dutch Mantel. <laughs> but uh, Nick Khan also broke his silence on CM Punk and said, listen, we only have respect for Phil. We appreciate I did his see fun- this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We appreciate his run here. We appreciate what he did and what he tried to do with the UFC. Not many people can actually get in there and do what he did. So when we have respect for Phil, we wish him nothing but the best. So. Not sure what that means in terms of translating to an actual, you know, uh, it sound uh, like, return. But it sounds like uh, whatever's best for Phil, you know, we yeah. support. But it's not us supporting what's best for Phil. Yeah. <laughs> like, and speaking <laughs> of updates, this is just the latest I have. This is per the Wrestling Observer, you know, with just all things punk. And I'm just going to go through this because it's bulleted, you know. It says, it's believed punk had two contracts with AEW, one as a wrestler, the other as an employee. It's yes. unclear what his contract as an employee was for, but punk did work with CEO Con on creative aspects of the collision show um you know uh, trying to figure out if punk has a non-complete clause which we've already talked about because you know i think Meltzer was able to find out that that whole oh if he does if he's fired for cause he would have to wait to a year but that's based on the model that WWE contracts are based on so I think that's yeah something it's that, not standard a standard mm, for WWE but yeah might, yeah uh, Meltzer also hinted that there were multiple backstage incidents with Punk most that went unreported within the media while others that ended up leaked obviously were so severe you know and, and had such big confrontations that you couldn't avoid it uh, you know they talked about several people within AEW wanting to get Punk and the Young Bucks to sit down to have a meeting. Uh, uh, but they know that this was never proposed to the Bucks, likely because of the high expectations that they would decline the invite. Uh, at one point, uh, it's so weird. AEW at one point informed the Bucks of a legal letter they received, presumably from Punk's representatives. Yeah, I was going to regarding... bring this up to you because I know, yeah. I, don't, I don't know, don't know if you're up to date on what they're doing on the no, show. No, I don't know what was said, but apparently, yeah, it was because they felt like they violated an agreement to not talk about the all out event or incident on. BTE. Um, so I, yeah, I was really going to swing to you on that because I didn't really know what that was specifically. But just to it, close it, it, oh, it go ahead. yeah, it doesn't it doesn't even make sense because what I heard specifically, if it's that, the only thing that they said is they just they'll say like you know we were gone for a few weeks and we're just glad everything's over, but they won't say anything other than that. You know yeah, I mean? they have they definitely haven't even brought up Punk's name or buried him or nothing like that. Um, what I heard was it was specifically a bit that they just recently did. That, you know, and, and it's just a rehash of what Matt's done before where he thinks he's the, uh, yeah, I, I didn't need a college degree. I'm the I'm the smartest man in the, in the room. And he keeps yeah, making yeah. these stupid ass deals and causing them a bunch of money. And he thought he was closing in on a sponsorship deal with like Chili's again. Mm-hmm. And he had a bidding war between Chili's and Wendy's. And then he made them go up against each other only for them to lose money on both ends. Mm-hmm. And like the whole time he's 
you know, reassuring Hangman, Omega, and Nick, like, oh, don't worry about it. You guys can start spending money. Like, I know what, what's good. We're going to get these guys giving us cash. You know, they're going to be backing up the Brinks truck. Mm. And so he's just saying all that, and then he realizes he loses the deal, and then he's in the doghouse with them because they're like, dude, I just spent $23 million on a, on a dream home in Palm Springs. F off, man. Like, they're just doing yeah, like, yeah. that. But that's literally been the bit. And it's like every time he thinks he's going to come up with something else to get that money back, something else stupid comes along. Like what happened recently was he was trying to uh, market the Hung Bucks as a thing, but realized, remember, they wouldn't let him use the Hung Bucks on TV. So they had a whole bit about that. And surprisingly, Matt, because him being a Jesus boy, right? Um, he came up with his own design for a shirt where it was literally like three blurred out dicks and like mm-hmm. Hung Bucks and like. <laughs> questionable fluid and then like sort of like yeah i can't believe they didn't go for this you know and then so the recent bit supposedly is they found somebody to buy all this uh all the trademarks and and, and uh ip from them and uh, so yeah it's actually coming from long john silvers and it ends up no it's john silver hmm. so now john silver and, and and dark order they they own it but it's like dude none of that has anything to do with with punk at all so wait, or, what why that's do you, that's that's the bit that supposedly that is that that's what it's surrounding from yeah. okay it didn't say it, it didn't specify which one the whole time i'm like where's the link to punk exactly because like, that's that's what's so weird is they were talking about it on russell talking the, and the guys that were talking about russell they're like they're the one guy was like uh that's kind of a little off i you know they, he was saying like you know he was familiar with the bit was like i don't know why they would think that yeah same thing you know so well, uh the last really week, weird yeah yeah uh i, I agree because i i was just as confused just waiting for the link there but uh yeah no one person close to the buck stated that they would be willing to work with punk if a period of six months had elapsed without any that. issues which yeah. i thought was interesting uh there's apparently another incident after punk's match at all in that there were no witnesses for but involved him and tony khan in which khan came out a bit quote very very upset and finally Finally, I just thought this was interesting. So the investigation into the, the whole situation included legal reps for AEW, the Jacksonville Jaguars, and the Khan family, as well as an independent third-party legal firm. And they all watched the footage and interviewed witnesses and wrestlers, and everyone unanimously agreed and suggested that he terminate the contract. So it's not, it's not just a Tony a, problem. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It doesn't, you know, a I'm, lot of people are making fun of, a, well, who is this committee? And is it CD yeah, and yeah. Coke Cabana and I, the Bucks? The one, yeah, the one I saw was a picture of the Bucks from, from uh, they were coming out for uh, was the Stadium Stampede or whatever. Mm. I mean, but when you think about it, everyone's going to complain because if even if he would have got all that and it's still on Tony's final say and he would have done nothing mm-hmm. and not terminated the, the contract and people would have heard about all the evidence mounting up against him and everyone saying, oh, how much of a unanimous decision it would have been and he went against that, they would have had a filled day with that shit too. Yeah. Nah, you know what yeah. I mean? So it's like, you know, I don't know. It's and, and Chris Jericho, uh, who's obviously been a guy whose name has been thrown around with punk and the controversy. Yeah. He's a cancer. He didn't say that. He did say that. So he actually uh, talked about punk on Talk Is Jericho not the other or not too long ago, where he said, "I don't want to dwell on this or talk about it, but I should address it." Of course, CM Punk no longer with AEW, and Wembley was his last match. What a way to go out! I did talk to him briefly. I was going to do a Frankensteiner off the top, and I know that he does that sometimes. So I was just curious if he was doing it. I went and talked to him for a bit. And asked him if he was doing it, but he wasn't. Then I told him I was going to do the GTS with a straight face, and I think for a second he thought that I was going to, but I was joking, of course. I did see him that day, and once again, it's a regretful moment what happened, but Tony Khan made his decision. Like I said, CM Punk was a big part of AEW for the time he was here, and if you're going to go out, he went out on top for sure. So, Yeah, a lot of people were saying like this could probably be the, you know, 
the proper send off yeah. instead of him taking his ball and go home. I mean, like so he, he got sent home, but it, I mean, he went home on top. You know, was, yeah, you can't really. And for his sake, it's better than what he wrote off on last time with the and, UFC stuff and the uh, WWE stuff, right? And, and, and you know what's funny? I I forgot I wanted to bring this to the show, and I'm sure a lot of people have already seen this clip or have found it, but I truly feel there's a lot of irony in the fact that he got into it with Jungle Boy because there was a clip that I saw where he basically, you know, he was doing commentary. I don't know what show it was, though, um, where he basically or it was Jungle Boy going against Adam Cole. And this is exactly what he said. How ironic is that? Right? So, but uh, yeah, anyway, uh, moving uh, just to kind of segue from that a little bit, Ace Steel was uh, yeah, also released for I the second time too, yeah. uh, per PW Insider. Uh, and it's crazy because apparently there were talk of AEW opening a facility in Florida specifically yeah. for Steel to train talents, but that's not going to happen now. And he, of course, kind of did the, uh, the CM Punk thing. I'm going to take to, you know, uh, Instagram stories and, you know, uh, kind of say my piece and all it was was a quote that said mishandling people then avoiding communication is not protecting your peace it's avoiding accountability and it was like a pre-made thing and he just wrote ain't that the fucking truth <laughs> you know and it was just like bro you weren't you, as valuable as you think bro, you are bro like, like you know, I, mean, I don't know why you're so like this is my this is my thing they're still like i like i said last week they're going to thrive without him they were thriving before him yeah you know what i'm saying like like i can't sit here and be like they never would have gotten Wembley if Punk wasn't there. Yeah. Because they didn't even announce Punk was going to be there until like two two or three weeks before. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like, I don't know. And I'm sure that's, that might be on your news too as far as like Wembley. But Yep, that was next. Yep. Um, and the only reason I found this is because of a funny video I saw that Osprey posted, but I guess he deleted it since then. Yeah, it's been surfacing uh, everywhere though. I yeah. Mean, it is what and, it is. and so apparently um, – Ian M. Banders has, uh, through the Freedom of Information Act, had requested uh, the, you know, the the I guess the turnstiles, what they're calling it, the, the turnstile count, final yeah, count. Yeah, it's like it's like when attendance. you it's when you push the. Oh yeah, no, I know yeah, what it's yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. Um, at Wembley Stadium, uh, and he issued it to Brent Barrow Council, which is where you know Brent Barrow is the where Wembley's located, um, and apparently, yeah, uh, despite them announcing eighty one thousand and thirty five paid attendance um it turns out the turnstile said it's actually seventy two thousand two hundred and sixty five. but the thought is that they counted the number of tickets sold and didn't account for those who no showed and not to say that people would have voluntarily no showed but it should be noted that there is a national train strike that occurred the day of the show which made travel very hard i mean we were talking about that i mean there was other stuff that that it affected with a lot of the guys getting into the uh, transportation from the airport too, right? Yeah, well, that was different. That was things to do. That had nothing to do with the train. That was just uh, there were some flights that were being. Oh, okay. yeah, there was stuff. But, I'm, I'm but thinking leading of, yeah. into the week though, yeah. people knew that. But so you would think they would, you know, if they would have paid more attention. Whoever does the travel accommodations, I would think. But uh, and then I would say this is just something to note: is the turnstile count for WrestleMania 32 per WrestleNomics was supposedly eighty thousand seven hundred and nine. Which, if if it's true, is eight eight thousand more than All In, which would you know, of course, challenge their claim as the biggest wrestling show of all time. But it's still unclear who sold the most tickets because it's a, a, basically a debate of tickets sold versus live attendance. So I just thought that was an interesting uh, 
uh, I guess change of a turn of events. So, but uh, proud and powerful. Yes, uh, confirm basically that I, I they just, are officially I splitting. I uh, don't know if what they're doing online is if they're just um, working. Yeah. But it's it sucks. And, yeah, and I'll get into it because there was a promo video on Rampage last week. Mike Santana, he basically said, you know, there comes a time in everyone's life where you reach a fork in the road when you get there. There's decisions that need uh, that need to be made in order to proceed in the right direction. Some roads are easy, lead to mediocrity and comfortability. Some roads come with new challenges and force you to grow. And, uh, you know, he kind of kept going and said, you know, uh, that being said, the world has been asking all these questions. Now the world's about to get all the answers. The road I've chosen to take is one that I must take on my own. No crutch, no crew. All I've done my entire life is better myself. Uh, you know, just he says, I ain't here to make friends. I'm here to make money. If you ain't down, you're going to get run down. The nastiest is yet to come. Um, but yeah, you know, I he's right. People have been asking questions, especially since they fought alongside each other, seemingly, you know, without issue at, uh, what was it? Um, not anarchy in the arena, but, uh, Stadium Stampede. Stadium Stampede, thank you. But, um, yeah, Ortiz would then respond to this, just like you said, on uh, Twitter or X, depending on how you're feeling. He says, what a way to find out years of having your back meant nothing. Good luck without your quote-unquote crutch. Just remember it helped you walk for the last 14 years. Hope your legs are good. Thank you for being honest for once. But you couldn't say it to my face. You know, you could still do it, right? And then he wrote back, wow. First thing you said to me in 14 months, no text, no call, no, I hope your recovery has gone well, but of course, paint me to be the bad guy like you've always done. Guess you forgot about our last conversation about this. Either way, I'm happy. I hope and pray the same for you with prayer hands. So, I don't know. Not a lot of wrestlers use prayer hands when they're doing a, you know, a, a angle. So, I thought that was interesting, but, yeah. I don't, I don't know. It, the reason I hate it is because I'm selfish as a fan, mm-hmm. and I just feel like they never got the run that we all knew that they should have had coming in, especially with the momentum they had coming in with the, the dead president's mask. Yeah. Yeah. No, fucking, that's a, um, yeah. The, the, there was the, money there. Like it's the I same mean, thing the, we said about Lance earlier. I felt I like mean, there was, you know, they came in and put what they, they put down the bucks through the table, through the yep. staging and all that with the, the, the spray paint. And yeah. It was a good look, but then they never had him face the Lucha Bros, which is the dumbest thing because that's what really got him on on the mainstream. Yeah, even it was I, on Impact. I agree. Those matches made them, dude. Yeah. Like in the LAX stuff versus the new LAX yeah. and all that stuff. I mean, and I think where they also went wrong is they they, they should have had a title run, man. Yeah, I mean, hundred percent. Hundred percent. I don't know. And I think again, the reason I'm selfish is because I literally just downloaded them, mm. and I'm like, cool. I'll just put them as a team, and then it's like. Never mind. <laughs> Just read that news. I guess well, we got to free up the roster again. This is whack. Well, I have a few more, uh, and then we'll uh, get get going to signing off on this thing right here. But uh, as we talked about earlier, Brian Danielson uh, is uh, expected. Uh, this is kind of uh, – well, he said it himself in a promo on Collision, but Sports Illustrated has also confirmed that Danielson will be stepping away from wrestling full-time the next year uh, but will remain a special attraction for AEW. Um, this you know, kind of follows news that – in the wake of CM Punk's absence on Collision, which was obviously a show that was meant to be built around him, that, uh, you know, Danielson is going to be shifted over to add not just the star power, but he's well-respected in the locker room, and, you know, he wants to just eliminate all backstage drama uh, in, in a sense. And so I think, honestly, it's a necessity, but it's also the right thing to do. But uh, going back to the original point of him, uh, you know, the way he said it in the promo was, I told my daughter once she turned seven, I would start finishing up on my career and time is running out, is how he said it. And, um, you know, it's important to note that she's going to turn seven next year. Um, I don't know what 
month of the, of the year. That's not my business, but that it, you know, so I could see where the time frame or the or the you know the hourglass is starting to run out for him. But um, he, you know, it's it's worth noting. He's only wrestled 11 times this year, mostly in January and February, like we talked about earlier. And those times being a, the two-month build he had for his match versus MJF at Revolution. He did the Anarchy in the Arena at Double or Nothing. He faced Okada at Forbidden Door, and then he had a one-night build, basically, against Ricky Starks at All Out, you know, uh, in terms of just the things he's been doing. So, But Danielson has— Hitting it at the park, though. Yeah, definitely. But he did. Uh, he was asked about retirement, and he said, I don't think I'll ever reach a point where I declare I'm absolutely done. I want that ability to show up when I want to show up. Terry Funk is someone I always admired. He retired a million times, but he loved it so much he couldn't help but keep doing it, and he did it when he wanted. For me, it might be a couple times a year, or it might be years between matches, but I want to do it when I want to. And, you know, that's also on the heels of him challenging Zack Sabre Jr. at WrestleDream. So that should be... Something real, you know, a real treat for the fans. And, you know. Well, well, if you remember, the match was already supposed to happen already. But he got hurt. And then Claudio had to come in. Yeah, exactly. It's like a year in the making almost. Yeah, uh, which is, you know, that's why I'm I'm definitely, I'm here for it for sure. But Danielson on Collision makes sense. Because I know he's also been doing a lot of behind the scenes Yeah, he's been producing. That's what makes me think that's why that show's been getting really good too. I heard, you know what, there's a quote I forgot to tell you where Khan basically said, you know, he said, if I got hit by a bus or if I was ever I incapacitated. Yeah, he said yeah. he told his dad this, right? Yeah, that that the that I told my father that he should turn to Brian Danielson, like in terms of like how to forge forward with the company. Not none of the EVPs, which I thought was very interesting. Uh and then finally with AEW, um, you know, I mean, there are some mixed bag stuff. It's just more contract stuff. Jordan Grace opted uh she resigned with Impact Wrestling for two years. Dion Perrazzo, uh, who was released from WWE back in twenty twenty and obviously has made a huge name for herself in Impact. She's gonna be a free agent after December thirty first. So that that is something to to definitely note. And Mandy Sachs, Mandy Rose, the former, mm-hmm. was asked Will you wrestle again? And she wrote, funny you asked, your girl may or may not be a free agent very, very soon with like a ton of eye-looking emojis. So that, hmm. that was interesting. But uh, the last piece I have for AEW, which I just got in, I, mean, I saw something last night, but I got a little bit more substantial news on it this morning, is Jade Cargill is believed to be finishing up with AEW per uh, sources uh, you know, with Fightful Select um, and sources within both AEW and WWE are believing she is set to be heading to WWE. Um, Fightful add that she, you know, obviously she specifically returned on last week's collision. You know, we were bringing it up during your review, you know, where she helped Chris Statlander and, you know, to set up this rematch, um, you know, for the TBS title. I hate to spoil things. Um, you know, that's not what I like to do. Mm-hmm. But apparently the idea was she only came back to put her over clean. Oh, okay. And so it said that, that, you know, this obviously happened after Dynamite because that's when they tape it. And that, you know, it's reportedly her last appearance. There's no confirmation of how much time's remaining on her contract. And it is worth noting that there has not been an official offer made by WWE, but this is like everywhere right hmm. now. So interesting. It's just like her and Edge are almost like potential ships passing in the night. But, you know, everyone's already like, can you imagine Bianca and Jade? I'm like, yeah, but I like that as from a from a well, dream I mean, that, the, but that, that's such a lazy. That's of course that's the go to. Everyone's going to go to because everyone's already compared them before online, and yeah. they're already they're for they met before. They're they're quite cordial with each other, yep. and I mean, yeah, it would be great. But 
let's not say, oh, let's put her on the main roster. I know she met Naomi not too long ago, too. Yeah, I mean, but my thing is, like, she put her in NXT, bro, because she's definitely not ready for main roster. No. Like, and I'm not saying that as a, as a knock on her. She's done well for herself since she started. However, look at the names that she's beaten. Yeah. The the amount of time in each match. And the amount of push that she's been given to look yeah. good by those people. Because yeah. that's the other thing. And I would say, not to cut you off, but her promo is going to be in danger. Because she cusses a lot in her promo. She can't that say, bitch. that bitch. Show, which I hated. I like know, Once hey, I got well, the news, actually, I was like, but you went and made that whole thing like TBS. Was th- you know, this is your show. Now you're going to leave? Do you think like, there might be a change or a little bit looser of a leash on that now that there's this, this TKO deal? Because... You know, UFC gets away with a lot of language, too. They do. I think it just depends what USA is going to want. Because if it's NXT, True. it's up to them. But I have heard Disney is, like, up in the interest you know, pool I, for streaming I, I, right I, now. I've known that it was going to be between Amazon and Disney for, like, yeah. months. But those and two are gunning for SmackDown right now. I was going right to say, yeah. it is interesting to note that Triple H. And I wasn't going to bring all this up this time. Because it was a lot. But that. was at some, was it it fashion was some week? sort of fashion week. Yeah. And um, Jeff Max, Bezos. Maxine uh, Dupree. Maxine Dupree yeah. I mean, I don't know where she named, but she is obviously she comes from a modeling background. Yeah. She debuted for Fashion Week. And yeah, like you said, there's pictures everywhere of, of Triple H kind of like, you know, he's in, in they attendance. They were seen talking. Next, yeah. yeah. And there is a photo where Jeff is seriously like staring down the barrel of the whoever the cameraman is, you know. Stop and But Triple H is actually paying attention to what's in front Imagine, of him. Imagine like you see Triple H pointing, the next shot is Triple H pointing, and then you see. All of a sudden, it's Jimmy Carderis and Stone Cold, like they were in Europe, and they started <laughs> yeah. fucking beating up the fan. <laughs> Seriously, dude. But uh, yeah, it's um, yeah. I mean, it'll be interesting to see how that how that will work because between that, she likes to say shit a lot. You know what I mean? Um, I so could, yeah, she's I mean, gonna have to reprogram. I wonder if it's different if it's a woman that's using the word. Yeah, bitch. Do you think she's only going because Cody left? Because she is a Cody. Uh. She like is girl or person. I don't, I don't I think I, so. I, I think she's going to where but... the money is, and I know that she she knows that her window is not yeah. going to be open that long. Very so true. I don't I don't blame her to be honest. Because who else does she need to beat? I mean, the only thing she could have done People is that... become a world champion, but I don't eh. think it's her time right now. You know, yeah, that's true. I mean, I think for me, it's like the reason I pointed out at her row of of victims for the, to make up that number of mm-hmm. what was it, fifty and you know, or whatever the fuck it was. Yeah, is like none of those women came out on the other side bigger or ended up being anything no. you know some of them didn't even come back to the roster they were no. just like some of them were just brought in yeah exactly yeah. you know so um but yeah i mean you know i can't blame her you know what i mean again mm-hmm. you know there's there's money to be made and there's sometimes there's an expiration date or a timer on it so I you gotta you. do what you gotta do but, but uh, yeah that's all i had on the news my dude i know well, it was a little long no no week, I, I, but I, a I, lot I got, of happenings i got the cherry on top right here just gonna oh, yeah. make it quick pwi 500 Oh yeah, we were talking about came this. out and this is the top uh top ten. You ready? I'm gonna go from ten to one. Mm-hmm. Cody Rhodes. Okay. Josh Alexander, which some people were kind of Nah, Cody deserves to be higher than him. But well, I, I know well, it's because of injury, but well, yeah. people because uh, one person who's not on here without a spoiler is Sonata's not on here, and a lot of people were like, Ain't no way that Josh Alexander's higher than Sonata. And I and I was like I don't... and I was thinking, I was like, wasn't Josh Alexander like he was injured earlier this year, wasn't he too? He just came back. Oh, you mean in terms of Sonata's not in the top ten. Yeah, they were they were okay. saying like how he in the top nine and Sonata yeah, in the top. Yeah, I was gonna. Nine. Say, yeah. Okay, I thought the argument was how was Sonata not like like he deserves to be in the top ten. It's like no, he does not. Like he's I, had I mean, a very I, yeah, I mediocre. Know, run. I don't know if that was this specific yeah. argument more so that Josh Alexander was and he wasn't. Yeah, like he's like wait wait, wait well, hold on. So Josh Alexander for nine, uh, Orange Cassidy number eight, mm-hmm. uh, Kazuchika Okada number seven. Surprised by that, but okay. MJF number six. Six really? Yeah, I was surprised by that too. Uh, number five, Vikingo. 
Wow, Vikingo got more than MJF. Yeah. Uh, Gunther number four. Can't I'm not mad at him getting four. I mean, I, I will say I'm mad at him at four, but I could see him also at six. Like, like I, there's a few thing. guys no, I'd no, no, swap, no, 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 but yeah. This is my thing. MJF deserves to be in the top five. I think Gunther does too. Vikingo deserves that six spot. Like, I would give Vikingo the six. Uh, Shit, I, I don't, he would be. I don't know if he's even be on here, but then again, I don't watch all of his stuff. Who was number I mean? seven? Number seven was Akata. And then uh, Orange yeah, Cassidy. I would definitely rearrange this if I go ahead. Yeah, and then so we had, uh, again, number six, MJF. Number five, Vikingo. Number four, Gunta. Uh, number three, John Moxley. Number two, Roman Reigns. And number one, Seth freaking Rollins. Wow. Okay, so. The top we, three. We, we, yeah, yeah. Well, well, no, yeah, because we talked about because I saw Seth posted the uh, picture of the iconic, you know, uh, three, the shield, three man fist. fist yeah, bump, shield, yeah. right? And with no words, you know, it was just to commemorate I, them yeah. three taking the top three spots. But I didn't know that meant Seth got number one because when I said what I said earlier, I'm assuming he was like number two or three. Nah, I yeah. do not. Seth Rollins did not have a better year than Roman Reigns or John Moxley by any fucking stretch uh, of the imagination. This year, I would say he had a better year than Roman Reigns because I mean, I'm not talking about last year. Last year, like Roman was, going, but this year everyone's been saying like, man, this. The bloodline's starting to kind of peter out, you know, a little I, bit. So, so I can understand that, but people that was still more must see than anything but, Seth was doing. But I think I don't. I mean, because yeah, I think though, there's also how many matches each of them have had this year, and definitely Roman mm. has not had the same amount as everybody. That's else true because captivating TV doesn't count as as a work rate. But that, I would that's, say that's, that's then at that rate, too. then Roman needs to be three. And or if that's the case, then how is Roman three? <laughs> you know, because no Roman is two. Uh, Mox is three. Or yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just feel like Moxie never took that vacay he was supposed <laughs> to ever. Nah. And and you know, nah. and I just I don't know. So it's just the same scar tissue being opened up. Yeah, definitely. But, but, but I, would, yeah. I would. I don't know if I'd put Mox at one, but it, just, Rollins would make my number I, one. I he def- would be in the top three. I definitely top probably would have put Orange up a little yeah, higher. Yeah, I mean. You know who I'm surprised is not on here is uh, Kanosuke is not on here. Yeah, or at least he, maybe in the top twenty, right? Yeah, like, I'd have to see what that other with that next ten looking like. But he's definitely in like, contention I, for like. I, I, I'm not. I'm not against Josh Alexander because I've put his name up there before with the the stuff he's done with Ethan Page in the North. Yeah. However, I'm not gonna act like I've heard his name a whole lot this year. No, I mean he in got hurt. Of he, had that, he, yeah. he had that bad surgery and had to relinquish, and that's why I'm like he missed a lot of this year. And just I think returned a month or so ago. Yeah. Like for so for him to get so high. You know who else is not 10, on here is Brian Danielson ain't on here. That's crazy too. I just thought about that. Mm. And not even fucking Osprey Bruv. And he yeah, in the top ten? No. Nah. For beating Okada and Okada Omega. And, and Omega Omega's bro. not even in there either. This is no, weird. Omega's not in there either. This no. is weird. But they've had their yeah. time in the sun before too. Yeah, but it's no, not yeah, like yeah. they're not they're not kicking ass. But, but that's why I'm I'm thinking about this year. I'm like, I've been obviously we cover WWE AEW. I don't know if I'm not so far out into that bubble where I'm not being able to see all this other stuff. But again, like even Okada, I'm like, I saw him more on the new the AEW stuff because I don't really watch New Japan as much as I used to. Mm-hmm. Uh Vikingo, I don't I obviously can't see all of his stuff. Most of the stuff is on the indies, but if he's on AEW TV, we'll see it or, or impact. And then again, yeah, Josh Alexander. I can't. I can't say I've seen a lot of him this year. Guther, I can give him his because he's been putting in uh, work with the IC. Yeah, 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 definitely. So it's like 
That's why I can't take that away. But MJF is putting up bangers too, dude. So yeah, that's that. And then you kind of said like names like Danielson being omitted, and that's what I was gonna say. Like the people he's put bangers up against are not even on his list. That's crazy, right? And and I almost would say, what about Claudio? You know, but I don't know if Claudio is top ten, but Claudio's definitely been putting in work. They need to do a PWI like uh, like. I don't say on the rise or something because yeah. I was gonna say like I would say someone like a Ricky Starks, but then again, it's more his character has been taking more yeah, stock yeah. than than anything yeah. else. So it's like, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but yeah. Well, congratulations maybe, to maybe, them nonetheless. I mean, maybe I, we do I, a I KJS five hundred. I don't know. I don't know if I do five hundred. Yeah, I don't know about that one. Maybe we do like maybe a, a top thirty or top, top twenty or something. Yeah, something maybe like that. But uh, yeah, no. Nah, uh, congratulations all around. I mean, yeah, obviously, yeah. you know, we we loved every member of the Shield. We were there when it was in its happening in its incubation station or uh, I mean, state. And the, the fact that we were already getting into slowly each of them individually on the FCW side, and then they yeah. ended up fucking premiering together. I was that's why I was like, all right, universe, let's fucking buckle up. What's going on? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You yeah. Know what I mean, yeah. To this day, that was a crazy debut. Yeah, dude. And then I mean, I think also cool is just on the list is you see people represented from all different uh, companies. You got yeah. Impact, AAA, um, obviously AW, WWE, so mm-hmm. uh, and New Japan too. So you know, you got yeah, a little but bit it's of cool to see the Shield is taking over the uh, mainstream U.S. wrestling world. I would say you know, dude, getting the but, bacon, babe. Yeah, you there know. You go. But uh, y'all can get the bacon, babe, every Friday, unless mm-hmm. we say otherwise. And we Sizzling will say otherwise. Hot, baby. Um, and that's uh, the Quincy Jones Show, new episode every Friday, baby, as we on that glorious countdown to 300. You already know, man. We getting mm-hmm. into it. Um, again, Russell Wednesdays is going down every Wednesdays. Follow your boys. But make sure you follow us. Stay tuned every time we drop a new episode. Yes, sir. Again, that's going to be at uh, the Quincy Jones Show on Instagram, at Quincy Jones Show on Twitter, as well as at Quincy Jones Show on Facebook and TikTok. And check out the Quincy Jones Show, the album now by yours truly, Quincy Jones Go, featuring a plethora of, of different interesting artists and a bunch of dope comrades, as well as this man right here, the hip-hop hybrid, who who obviously, you know, got the hot tag in, got, got, got you know, got me back into the game, so to speak, after he dropped the glorious This Absolutely. Is Awesome project. And uh, so go and check that out as well, man. Anywhere yes, you go to get your music digitally. Check the platforms. Um, you already know. Just yeah, search man. Quincy Jones Go, Doc Lesnar, or Mega Towers. Yeah. Boom. Best Absolutely. tag team in the world, in this business, on this mic, behind that desk, in the creative room, et cetera, et cetera. Behind this laptop, on this keyboard. No. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> but no, to segue to that, also check out Winter Circle Pro. Am I Absolutely. Right? Yeah. I mean, again, we dropped a brand new talent reveal. If you uh, have yes, had time to listen to this, should we drop it already? Because maybe they they, they could have downloaded this at 9 o'clock. That's true. It, it may, may not have hit. I mean, I already said it on the ad. So I'm going to say it. Yeah. Modern day Spartan. Yeah, he modern here, Spartan. The modern Spartan. I'm yeah. sorry. The modern Spartan Jordan Cruz will be making his return uh, back to the Winter Circle. Man, yes, um, sir. Had a hell of a win against the DKC back at Hard to Earn. But uh, you'll you if you know you know because you're already checking it out at our YouTube and that's YouTube.com backslash at Winter Circle Pro. Check out everything we got. That's promos. That's that's match breakdowns. Most importantly, we have a lot of past events up there as far as matchups, and you can check out everything we've been doing since January 27th. It was written from hard to earn as well as well. Uh, you know, we're still putting up uh, the last little bit of matches from. Uh, uh, paid in full, which another one drops today as well. So go ahead and check that out. That's yes, J Rod taking on Jin Savani. Yeah. And um, again, stay tuned. And uh, you can only do so by following us everywhere on social media at Winter Circle Pro on Instagram at Winter Circle PW on Twitter and at Winter Circle PW on Facebook as well. 
And uh, don't forget to uh, get your pre-sale tickets right now. Victory mm-hmm. Lap again. Again, you know, we got the talent reveals soon. We're going to be rolling out the matchup reveals. And you already know we're going to be asking if anyone's interested in doing vendoring as well as media as well. So, again, tap in with us, man. Stay tuned. Yes, sir. Last show of 2023. We're looking- November 3rd. Yeah, man. Chino, California. Victory lap, as you said. Get your ticket. Pre-sale now. Front row 25. General admission 20. It is at victory-lap.eventbrite.com. Victory-lap.eventbrite.com. And, uh, yeah, I mean, on that note, you guys already know who I am, Doc Lesnar. Just follow me, at Doc Lesnar for all things my music, at Doc underscore, uh, I'm sorry, no, yeah, at Doc underscore KGS pod for all things with this pod. Like you said, hashtag Russell Wednesdays. Who are you wearing this week? Let us know. And uh, at Lesnar's Lots, I think it's underscore Lots. He don't even know, but just go and check it out. Yeah, at Lesnar's underscore Lots for all things having to do with my Mercari page. As I tell you every week, is everything from Funko Pops to sign 8x10s and all kinds of wrestling memorabilia. But, uh, yeah, you already heard it, man. Go ahead and check out Winter Circle Pro today. We're just really excited, man, with this next show. Yeah, that's what I was trying to say. We're definitely excited. It's the last show of the year. It's our first I mean, it's our first full year as a company, so definitely check us out, man. Again, victory-lab.eventbrite.com. Again, victory-lab.eventbrite.com. And uh, on that note, yeah. only got three words for him, man. Top, Top guys, guys out. out.